everyone, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Friday Nightmares podcast. Today's episode is a very special one. It is our 2021 awards episode. I am one third of your hosting team this evening, coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. Fully vaxxed, waxed, boosted, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I am Smoke Show Crawford, and with me, as always, is... Heather Powell, coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. Can't believe we're finally at the end of our year list, and we have a very special guest with us. We do. He's best friends with Scott and good acquaintances with me. And my boyfriend. My boyfriend. I tell him that I love him like every day now. I think he's just getting more and more creeped out. He is uh, one of the most talented podcasters that I know. He has exceptional taste when it comes to movies. Like I know when he brings his awards to this, he's going to be very thoughtful. He's going to really analyze films well. Um, And he's someone that I really respect his opinion of when it comes to movies and life Mm -hmm. in general. He is one third of the Exploding Heads team and his name is Brandon Orlick. Hi, Brandon. Hi guys! Wow, what praise, I Scott! Know. What it, what an intro! Uh, we're no longer <laughs> friends after that. <laughs> and just so you know, just so you know, Heather, I've updated you to Facebook acquaintance now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I've always wanted to have more Facebook acquaintances. Yeah. You know, it's kind of my hashtag twenty twenty two goals. So, but thanks so much for being here, Brandon. We know you're no, fresh thanks. off of doing exploding heads, so. No, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. I love the uh, the format for the show. The whole idea of awards is great. Like uh, you just said, I recorded last night with EH and we did our top 21 of 21. It was close to six hours of recording. It was a very <laughs> long show, which we don't do anymore. So we're all pretty worn out, but I'm looking forward to this. We're going to highlight a ton of great films from what I think was a pretty great year, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited because, like, uh, you know, speaking of just this year in general, like, I think 2020 had more, like, in the top tens for me, uh, more impactful films, but just, like, quality-wise and quantity-wise, like, there is a lot of good movies this year because I think I had over 58 out of tens. Wow, but you, and you rate high, though. So, Scott, in all fairness, Scott is impressed by very little. As you can tell, he's best friends with Brandon and I, so... (laughs) It doesn't take much. And to be honest, like the three of us, like to give a little behind the scenes, we're pretty tight. We talk almost every day over the phone. Shut the fuck up, Brandon. We are pretty tight. Stop pretending that we're not friends. Fuck's sakes. Find that you don't love me, Brandon, but at least don't deny our friendship. Um, But yeah, so we talk all the time and we talk about movies all throughout the year. So it's really awesome to have Brandon here because I just feel like we're where I'm working with my two best friends. Like it's, yeah. it's honestly the best. I'm yeah. just teasing you. Everyone knows Helen and I are really close. <laughs> <laughs> you and Helen are super. That's my alter ego, by the way, everyone. Actually, that's my head because as every, <laughs> no, people that may not be aware, I have the head the size of a bowling ball. So it actually has its own name, which it is has Helen. its own zip code. <laughs> and postal code for all my Canadian yes. friends. Yes, zip code <laughs> and postal code. It's so large. Um, but Scott... For the awards, you wanted to first talk about how many films we've each watched. So why don't you go first? All right. So yeah, like everyone knows that we watch a ton of movies, obviously, from our show. We talk about it on our what we watched all the time for the newer films and older films. Um, Newer films, I have watched 189 uh, 2021s, which is about 50 shy of, or no, 40 shy of what I did last year. But that's because 
work got busier and I started getting busier in my personal life as well. Yeah, so. He's got yeah, some yeah, digs. Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, but yeah so i made it to 189 films this year which i'm still proud of i still watched a lot of movies um but yeah i'm uh, curious to see how many both of you have watched well i feel like i should go next because we all know who has the highest number here so we'll just go from lowest to highest (laughs) i now scott i know you counted king kong versus godzilla as a horror film right on your list i did take it off my list and put it in my non-horror section did you okay well if that's the case then i watched 208 uh, 2021 films this year, which I think was only 20 down or 15 down. Like it wasn't a big change from last year. I can actually look up pretty quickly, but because I remember you won last year, Scott, but I was just behind you. So yeah. I watched last year 230. So it's only about um, what would that be? Two, eight, 22 film different from last year. So a, a, a chunk, but still over the 200 mark, but I am nowhere near the stud muffin that we have next. <laughs> so Brandon, how many films did you watch this year? I don't think you can handle this number. <laughs> so last year, I believe I did 239. This year, the final tally. And again, some of these I did eliminate as non-horror. So maybe a half a dozen of these would come off. But uh, 288 2021s. Wow. And, wow. Uh, Together, crazy. we all watched what Mark Nato did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Because I'll say this. I kind of, I'm kind of the opposite on my feel from what Scott said. I felt like, especially after doing the show last night and really diving into to my top films, I feel like this film had a heavier top 10 than last year's for me. And I felt like I had less eight out of 10s. I think I was at something like 45, whereas last year I was in the probably 65 and I watched 50 less films. But, you know, maybe it's because, Scott, you watched less films, but maybe more quality. Maybe. That, that so. could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott doesn't watch a lot of quality films. This is the man that watched Human Hibachi earlier this year. <laughs> I literally, I, I Don't will say. spoil his number one. Oh, sorry. I will <laughs> say, bad. I will say, out of the 189 films I watched, there were only uh, three that were uh, four out of ten or less. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Others were at least fives or higher. What was the four? What were the three? Sorry. What were the three? That um, were really let bad? me, I'll have to look them up real quick, but uh, Human Hibachi, could, obviously. Human uh, Hibachi. What about the resort? The resort I never watched because you told me oh, to, to yeah, not bother. Brandon um, watched that for the helicopter. It seat. was bad. And I, I, I still think I gave it like a, like probably like a four and a half. Like it was yeah. bad, but it didn't, it didn't make my bottom five. I've watched a lot of crap films this year, especially the first half of the year. Like, honestly, yeah. I talked about it last night. I felt like halfway through this year or last year now that, my number one film might be a five out of 10. Like that's how bad it was early on. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, the three of us watched, sometimes we watch movies together. Unfortunately, they've all been shitty in our opinions. <laughs> we watched Hunted. That oh, was the oof. first film we watched. And we were like, what? The-? Brandon actually and I got into a debate at the end of that one, but it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. That was and the best was part the of the movie. movie. That was the best part of the movie. And it made my watched- bottom five. <laughs> did it really make your bottom five? Yes, it, it did. To be in your it made five. other bottom fives too. And I watched close to 300 films and it made my bottom five. That's amazing. And it made other people's bottom fives last night. (laughs) All right. So I found my list of the lower ranked ones. So human hibachi is at the lowest ranking at a, uh, (laughs) uh, out of two out of 10. Um, 1031 part two is a three out of 10. And then uh, climate of the hunter is three out of 10. And I think what was hunted was a four out of 10. And those were my four bottoms. And everything else was just uh, four and a half or higher. Scott didn't watch Dreamcatcher. 
Oh, I watched Dreamcatcher. Oh, that one, that one, I put at four and a half because at least it was filmed well. It was. I gave a story it. A, I, gave it a, I gave it a one out of ten. I thought it was probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. You're Did right. You really? It's it's it's, it's got the kid who uh, from uh, the Diary of Wimpy Kid actor. It has yeah. decent acting in it, and it looks like a well made film. You're right about that, but it's such a horrible film that. I couldn't even forgive it and, and score it for production value because I just thought like this is just atrocious. One out of ten. To me, the most disappointing thing that happened this year is there were some films I watched that obviously had a budget and they just shit the bed. Death Valley to me on Shutter is a fucking example of a film that had fucking money, but it was just so piss poorly done. As opposed to some other films that may come up in our awards that were filmed on clearly a shoestring budget, like that did much better with child actors. I think you guys know which one I'm referring to. Then oh, yeah. this film was like, that's a fucking travesty when you have the budget. And I know I was on another podcast yesterday, Summer Party Massacre, and they were all shitting on Spiral and Brandon would have loved the shitting on Spiral. Now I didn't hate Spiral because <laughs> I'm not a big Saw fan. Same. I thought it was fine, but it it really isn't that great of a film, you know? And it's a shame because it had yet again, another film that had the money. It could have been much better. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was my biggest disappointment of the year was Spiral. And I, I mean, yeah. I give it a five out of 10, but as somebody who loves and defends the first eight films in the Saw franchise, this just felt like a a hollow, uninspired, just rehash of like, of, of, of what a Saw film should be. And it so, was just terrible. Yeah. So what you're saying is expect tons of Spirals uh, on our awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> number one, number one male of the year. Best actor, um, Chris Rock. <laughs> best actor chris rock as chris rock <laughs> he is in every film um well we'll get into our awards we'll get scotty to start so scotty i guess how do you want to do this do you should you go i go and then brandon because he's really the big hitter yeah um, why not okay he is so, he is the he is the big name here he's the chief you guys gotta <laughs> stop stroking my ego you are such well, well i'll be stroking yeah. something else later bro. oh hey, yeah, hey, hey <laughs> when i went to the horror conventions that i went to in october i was like hey does do you guys know brandon orlick they're like oh my god you know him i'm like yeah we're kind of friends and then brandon was like we're only facebook friends and then i look like a big loser <laughs> no we're not facebook friends we're facebook acquaintances <laughs> sorry and i do the same thing whenever i go to a horror convention i'm like do you guys know brandon orlick <laughs> I, I want to get. I try to pull back from myself and get an outside perspective of, of, of how I'm viewed. Oh, I love it. Oh, great. I'm so glad you're here. Aww. So, all right. So, Scotty, why don't you start us off with our first award? So, as everyone knows, um, with our awards, you know these rules are fast and loose. We're not people that are going to argue about whether someone thinks something's a horror film or not. We don't give a fuck. If you think it's a horror film, it's a horror film. Um, we're allowed to have runner-ups for yep. our awards. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Um, and it's all subjective. This is all our opinions. And, you know, perhaps we're bring a film to the table that you didn't think about watching this year. And maybe it will, you know, spark your fancy. At the end, we will do a top 10. <clears throat> we'll be fairly quick um, because that's not the focus of our show, but we will share our top 10. So, yeah. All right, Scotty, why don't you start us off with our first award? All right. So our very first award for tonight will be Best Bloodbath. Um, so this is pretty much just like one of the more violent scenes in the film, blah, blah, blah type deal. I ended up going with the third act of the Queen of Black Magic, where she was basically yeah, creating shit. hell on earth because holy fuck, the gore and violence and torture that was going on with these people that this witch was causing to them was intense. Like, it's probably, yeah, like, that's why I put it for this uh, category because I was trying to think, I'm like, there wasn't really a lot of big bloodbath moments I could remember, but this one, like, I watched it early in the year and that that scene has stuck with me since then it's 
it's hard. It's harrowing just watching what these people are going through. You know, what's funny. I didn't remember that scene until you said it. And then <laughs> I thought of that whole fucking third act. Like I remember that they're in the room towards yeah. the end with the kids. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like good call, Scotty. I completely forgot about that scene. But the moment you said it, it all came rushing back. Great choice. Oh, thank Great you. Choice. Did you have a runner up? Uh, nope, not for this one. I did that. Okay. So for me, it was censor and it was the final scene of censor when nice. she goes to the film and she ends up fucking slaughtering the entire film crew and the actress yeah. is the only one that ends up getting away. Um, that movie to me had some very good subtle kills in it, particularly there's a scene that happens early on where she confronts someone at their house. Mm-hmm. And I just yes. thought that ending came from nowhere. I was like, this, this bitch is going crazy. And she did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my runner up is Halloween kills only because I did feel that that opening scene with the firefighters and there, oh, was, some yeah. great, there was some great kills in that scene. That was, that was really good for a block. And that happened. was filmed so well. Like I, I got to yeah. give that props that for Halloween kills because that firefighter scene was filmed freaking amazingly. That film confused me. That film confused me very much because I wasn't sure. Maybe you guys can clear this up for me. Did Evil die tonight? Because no, no, no. There's an open (laughs) mic night that I was thinking we could go to, Brandon, that we could relive the events of 40 years ago and we could all take turns talking about it because no one knows. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And actually you and Scott look alike. So honestly, if you and Scott were both walking down the street, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two of you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it, anyway, that's the only award that I am giving Halloween kills. We do share a mother. We do share a mother. <laughs> it's your true. mother. Heather. It's your mother, Heather. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Have fun, have fun. <laughs> As we know, we talk about banging my mom a lot on the show. Not me, obviously, but these two gentlemen, especially <laughs> yeah. Brandon, really likes to bang my mom. He's going to be my new daddy. Um, <laughs> so anyway that's that's my award so brandon what's yours that's that's a good choice i like that um for me i went with my favorite slasher of the year i went with the last matinee oh find that yeah i still not been able to watch that one yeah honestly it's such a fantastic film and the kills in it are just very old school we talked about this a little bit uh on the show last night we talked about the fact that this film if you said was a lost slasher from you know the mid to late 80s early 90s it would be very believable. Like it just has that feel of old timey slasher and it's just unapologetic in its kill. It has some really creative kills and some really nasty, brutal violence throughout. And, you know, I'm thinking of a few kills in particular, but I really don't even want to spoil them, but the whole film is fantastic. And it's a, it's an original, it's from Uruguay, the film. So it's a a Spanish film, but uh, pays homage to slashers, to giallos. And it's just, it's fantastic. So definitely seek it out. The last okay. matinee. Yeah, I will have awesome. to definitely look for that one because uh, that was one that you and I talked about earlier in the year, like, or, well, a few months ago, I should say. And uh, yeah, I just never got a chance to rent it because that was the only way I had access to it was renting it on Prime. And I just never. Yeah, I rented it, but I think now it's on Showtime. So if you don't have Showtime, I think you could do like the Showtime free app through uh, through Prime. But I I know Arrow released it and I believe uh, also Vinegar Syndrome has a release of it. So nice. it's, It's a really good film. I didn't have a runner up, but just thinking about it. A film that I know Heather loved and Scott loved a lot more than I did. I still enjoyed it, but um, The Sound of Violence, Mm. it's not even a kill because they announce in the very next scene after this happens that the person survived, but there's a scene with a girl playing a harp. Yes. And uh, the strings are altered and she's literally like in a trance and she's slicing her fingers and her wrist. And there's one point where you see the flesh hanging off her wrist and it is Mm -hmm. so 
nasty and brutal mm-hmm. that it, it could have been best kill had she died but it was yeah, some of the best score yeah that yeah. scene was freaking Ooh. tough <laughs> gross to watch right makes yeah. you uncomfortable yeah. right yeah um so we all brought some different movies so hopefully if you haven't had a chance everyone to check some of these out probably everyone's seen halloween kills and maybe queen of black magics it came out yeah. early on and yeah. that was one of the few horror movies i think shutter dropped that was decent because hunted was before that and well we all know yeah. how we felt about Hunted. so um yeah all right let's get to our next one then all right so the next award is most uh most tearjerker um, this one was a bit tougher for me because I was like, man, I can't remember too many films that really hit me that way. Um, so I only ended up picking one. Uh, and that movie was Rose. Good film. Yeah, just because. Definitely an underwatched film this year. Yes, it absolutely yeah. is. And it's basically about a husband who is taking care of his very sick wife, who you later, spoiler, because obviously we're going to be spoiling stuff here. Yeah, this is yeah we did spoil shit. So yeah. Um, but you later find out that basically she has been infected with a virus, kind of like a zombie virus. And so he's basically doing anything he can to keep her from uh, transforming. And it is very uh, relationship based. And like, you're just watching what the husband, the husband is struggling with trying to save his wife the whole time. And it is very, just kind of gut, uh, like just kind of like a punch to the gut in a way, just watching this happen. Cause I just kind of put myself in his shoes and I'm just like, fuck. That that would be so hard to deal with. And what kind of shoes were they? Uh, clown, shoes, sho- clown shoes. Clown shoes. Clown shoes. Yeah. Clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you wore clown shoes the entire time, which kind of took away from the film. But you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's also very hard to maintain an erection in clown shoes. Yeah, very says difficult. you. Says yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for people who probably have seen this one because it was on Shutter, my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Unless you tell it to. This film is very similar to that. Yes. Um. So if you enjoyed that film, I really I. I strongly recommend Rose as well. It it skirted in the award territory for me, Scotty. It didn't make it the full away, but it was a good fucking movie. And a lot of people, no one really talked about it. When like, no. and when Scott and I say no one talked about it, we actually mean that because we watch a lot of shit that unless it's Mark Nato, probably no one else has seen this movie. And Brandon, well, Brandon yeah, probably watched Yeah, no, I saw it and I didn't even really talk about it at all. But uh, yeah, I could definitely see why Scott enjoyed this film. This is a, this is a Scott movie. It oh, it definitely is. <laughs> And Heather is the one that recommended this one to me and pointed it out to me. So I like, like I know she knows my taste. So I had to definitely check this one out and I'm glad I did. Cause yeah, but definitely uh, it was basically my, in a way, my after midnight where the, how it affected me. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a runner up? Uh, I do not. All right. So for my most tear jerker, the, the winner for me was silent night. I think mm. that movie, you know, came in at the end of this year. It's a Christmas themed horror movie i guess you could say um it's it's a very emotional film the acting in it is awesome karen knightley shows that she has acting chops um and some movies you see her and you're like what the fuck is this chick doing but here she she knocked out of the park the kids in it are great and the story is very hard hitting yeah Um, it's very emotional it's it's very painful watching what all these people go through and i think they did a really great job of pulling emotion and the runner-up for me is the gin um i do enjoy children I, I loved Come Play last year, even though the gen was not as good as Come Play. I did really feel for this kid in the twist at the end. Yeah. What happens to him? You should I check out the really tonic. Shitty. It goes really well with the gin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brandon, you don't need to encourage me to drink. You should know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are my two films. So Brandon, about- uh, yeah, well, way to uh, steal, steal my thunder, thunder here. My, um, the only film that affected me that actually made me tear up this year. And it was silent night. I mean, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. It was absolutely 
an emotional roller coaster that film and it's one of these films where you watch it you're you're hoping for a different outcome even though you know you're not going to get the outcome you desire but uh yeah the, the performances what what a cast just a great ensemble cast and um the, the young the young kid uh from jojo rabbit um roman davis he's fantastic and it's his mother who directed the film really really cool. wow yeah yeah it's his mother who directed the film and uh they do it's just everybody's fantastic in it and uh yeah if you haven't checked it out this is one where some people are like i don't feel like it's hard but for me the tone of the film from the onset you know this sort of apocalyptic christmas christmas uh celebration film it just had the tone of a horror film and you knew that that it was building and even the director said that her inspiration for making this film was love actually love actually meets melancholia nice and and honestly it's a perfect way of describing the film yeah it absolutely is if you've seen those two films so uh yeah silent night I didn't really have a runner up, but um, there's another award coming up where we're going to give an, where we're going to talk about another another film. So I think I'll just save it for them because that would be a runner up. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we'll go on to the next award. And I just got to say, yeah, excellent choices from both of you because Silent Night, I would have, I should have put that as my runner up because, but we will be mentioning Silent Night plenty more times. I'm sure it will get brought up again. Yes. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But the next award is going to be the uh, feel good movie. And this one, I ended up going with Chompy and the Girls. Um, <laughs> that nice. was fun. What a fun movie that was. Yeah. Just just because when you look at the cover of this movie, you're going, okay, <laughs> this is going to be some just dumb, like, sci-fi movie. This, this ain't going to be anything special. And you watch and you're going, holy shit, this movie has a lot of heart to it. And, like, really, like, just kind of, like, takes the whole... Uh, addiction aspect and like people trying to uh, save each other from addiction and just like the reconnection of family lost and like it's at, like the performances in it were fantastic and like it was a really fun movie I had some cheesy effects which just kind of added to the charm to this um, but yeah this awesome uh, call. but yeah I just had to say the like you know the whole uh, covering the topic of addiction in this and like just kind of how Everything plays out by the end. I feel like this is a feel-good movie because it obviously has a much happier ending than most of the films we watched this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a great choice. I didn't even think about Chompy and the Girls, but that's a. It was a fun film. It was a it really was, fun oh, I film. I love that movie. Yeah, it was. It was a contender to make my year-end list all year because oh, for sure, it was definitely a feel-good m- film, charming and all that. And I feel like that cover art was definitely inspired by Heather's Friday Night. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And in my head, you see how large it is? That's, yeah, the head that's and why. that mouth is just a game. Yeah. It's actually my life story. I'm Chompy, <laughs> but only I, I put other things in my mouth. You know what I'm Ch- saying? Chompy, Chompy and the boys. Chompy and the boys. Chompy and the boys. And the men. And the men. You hear that, um, Dave C? I'm coming for you. Uh-oh. Watch uh, out, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so my feel good movie um was werewolves within oh, i actually nice. really liked this movie i thought the main character was so sweet um and venom i was listening to the fresh cuts and venom talked about how he's like why can't people just be nice i'm like that's me that's <laughs> yep. me that's me in like a daily adventure this is very much like it's based off a video game which is hilarious yeah um and it's it's fun and i've noticed a lot of people are coming around to it a lot of people are watching it and finding some really great humor in it. Um, the story is, you know, it's horror. It's not overly horror. Um, there could be more werewolf in it, but it's fun. It's a fun, Yeah, and I was going to say, because it plays out like Clue. Yeah, it does play out like Clue. That's and a really I love good it. comparison. I love that movie. Yeah, so I had a lot of fun with that one this year, and it made me laugh quite a bit. 
All right, Brandon. Yeah. No, those are good choices. Those are solid choices. Mine is also obviously being a feel good movie is a is a horror comedy and it's Benny Loves You. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I, I mean, just so you guys know, obviously we talk, we're close. Heather got me Benny Loves You for my birthday. Scott got me a Benny doll for my yeah. birthday. <laughs> that, that's how much I adore this film. And this film to me is like the when most charming of the year. It's just a perfect film the lead actor in this is also the writer director producer editor cinematographer music composer holy shit really he literally did everything and and that's why the film is so perfect because his his stamp is on every single aspect of this film and it just it plays out perfectly and it's so charming and obviously you know a film about you know not losing one's childhood innocence and it's just it's it's violent and bloody and gory but it's also just so, so funny and so I, much fun. The way I always describe this movie is it's adorably demented. Yeah. <laughs> Got me. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that it's movie so much. It's a great film. And I think I watched it first and then I recommended yeah. it to you guys. I think yep, I, I think did so. see that one first. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, these guys are going to love this shit. This shit's oh, hilarious. My God. It's, <laughs> it's, it's by far the most fun film of the year for me. It's yeah, sure. it that's yeah. right up there with me too. Yeah, and I'm all right, so I'll jump into the next one. Uh, right where it hurts, the best kill. So I ended up having a runner up with this one, um, which I'll talk about later, but yep, this is my first runner up. But the award will actually go to the bread slicer kill in Fear Street 94. Fucking great kill right there. That was oh, an awesome kill. Just the effects in that and the way it was done with the character that it was done to is just like, oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I forgot about that one. That's a good kill. Heather can't like that kill though because she's gluten free. Yeah, I just was like, bread is bad. It would kill me anyway. My kill would be me slowly dying of a stomach ache. That would. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, man. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Like, this is one of the ones I had to change at the last minute because it just like popped in my head out of nowhere. I'm like, oh fuck, no, that's the kill. That's the kill for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but well, the one I originally had for here was the uh, walking speaker from Sound of Violence. No fucking way. That's my kill. Is that's it? my award. Ah, now you know what it feels like to be that's one great. up. <laughs> good, good, mi- great minds think alike. So I'll let you talk about it, Scotty, and then I'll just jump in at the end and talk about it quickly. Well, uh, yeah, basically, like, I just love that this, uh, she basically transforms this poor woman into, like, a human speaker. Granted, you know, just kind of throw... Uh, what do you throw discretion to the wind here? Cause it, oh, like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. How oh, it's not logical works. at all. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. No, but <laughs> just the, just the way it plays out. Cause she walks out of the van. She has these giant like speakers embedded in her flesh, like haphazardly all over her body. I think even yeah. on her legs and her arms. Yeah. And like, there's just like this bassy music playing. And as every, every time it does, it's like spraying blood everywhere as she's walking. And then eventually she just collapses. From and like, the people I'm... are watching and they're videoing with their cell phones. Yeah, like, that is exactly if something like that happened, no one would do fuck all. I would have been would dancing. Yeah, but... Brandon would be dancing. <laughs> I would be grinding up on Brandon. That's what I would be doing. <laughs> and he'd be like, Heather, we're just friends. I'd be like, love me. Um, <laughs> Heather loves you. Anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That, that's what I'd be saying later. Right, Brandon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, wow. It's so small. Oh, wow. Let me get my microscope. (laughs) 
Anyway, let's uh, kill back to sound of violence. I agree, Scotty. Like I, this, this scene has stuck with me since fucking February. I just thought it was so creative, so different. That movie in total to me was so creative and so different. I know not a lot of people loved it, but it was something new. And I get, I get real turned on by horror movies that do something <laughs> different. We all know. So praise be awesome pick. All right, Brandon. What do you got? That that whole film had a lot of good kills in it. Yeah. By that by that point, by the ending, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. It does look cool because I did rewatch it, but there are a lot of good kills in that film. There's a lot of good kills in uh, in my best bloodbath in the last matinee, including one of where a couple's making out and they basically get skewered through the head, nice. through the mouth, through the mouth, mouth through the back of the head, which is awesome. Which would be a runner up kill, but my my best kill, my favorite kill, right where it hurts, was in the movie Seance. Really, and, okay. and it took seance? it took place in the climax, and it has mm-hmm. to do with basically a light bulb and a slit throat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just a absolutely brutally awesome and gory kill, and also heartfelt because of the line delivered during that. I don't want to spoil because it's sort of like a revelation as to who the killer is or killers and all that. But uh, Seance, which also showed up on uh, Shutter, which killed it this year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was a really nasty throat slit, and that third act really uh, had some really good kills. There were a couple good kills there back to back in the end. Yeah, that that was a very damn good movie. Like I forgot, I forgot a lot about it because I haven't rewatched it since I watched it earlier this year. But yeah, it was another one. It was another one contending for for a list spot. And uh, you know, th- the only reason why I kind of held back is some of the things that people really liked about it. It had a little bit of misdirection with the type of film it was presenting itself to be, and then switching it up. And I kind of was not the biggest fan of that. I kind of wish it had stuck, you know, basically more in tune with with what it with what it was but uh mm-hmm. i'm trying to be cryptic without i'm, I'm trying right. not to spoil it you guys are like <laughs> yeah. she's turned into a human beatbox <laughs> well, I mean, well yeah that, that, no I, I get it i should i'm like yeah but that's how we roll on the show yeah we spoil shit here's now, you thing, get a, you get a right? slit throat followed by a, a beheading in, in yeah. uh in the climax of seance and both kills are awesome and uh feel good kills <laughs> feel good kills yeah they are Absolutely. because they, they, are. they had it they get their come they, up and so it's, it's like true. yeah it's like fuck you guys they deserved it right they, they absolutely did <laughs> seance was a big surprise for me this year i thought it was yeah. just going to be a fucking remake of the craft and it was not it was yeah that was better. yeah that, that cover art i put it off for so long because it screamed craft it's yeah it screamed you know yeah, like, a, like, I mean, hell, yeah. even on our show, like we did it like in our out of the dark segment, we were talking about how we thought it was just going to be like another craft movie and blah, blah, blah. And boy, were we wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like being wrong. Me too. Right. Um, So, yeah, I guess we can jump on into the next category, which is someone you can get behind hero wise. And two can be named here. So I have chosen two. The first one I'm going to bring up is Thomas Thomason McKenzie as Eloise Turner from Last Night in Soho. Yes. Uh, for what I think part of it is uh, just her performance in that film. Absolutely fucking incredible. Absolutely. Uh, loved, loved her as a character. And you're just wanting her to uh, like just be happy because, yeah, what she's going through, just wanting to go to this school and just like, you know, just do what she wants to do to be happy. And like and then all of a sudden she's starting to having these weird dreams that tie into the movie. But man, I fucking love her and her performance in this was incredible. Um, the nice. other one. Uh, the other one is Madison Eisman as Rain Burrows in Fear of Rain. Um, mm-hmm. Just because this one, I just wanted everything to go right for this poor girl. 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, for one, this movie uh, covers schizophrenia in one of the most realistic ways I have ever seen. And respectful. And yeah, very respectful. And just like what she's going through. And then you're like, you know, obviously with schizophrenia, you see things that are not there sometimes. And like a lot of what's going on in this film, like you're just like, please, God, don't let this be like a figment of her imagination. Please let this be real. And you just feel for her this whole freaking movie. Uh, So, yeah, I had to give it to her. Once again, Madison Eisman just freaking did an amazing job with this character. And yeah, like I I loved, loved, loved her in this movie. Well, I'll slide into this because she was one of my picks as well. Nice. Um, I think that this movie is mental health done right. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the few fucking movies that have presented schizophrenia as how it truly is that she was more likely to be a victim of a crime than she was to commit a crime. Yes. And finally, finally, fucking finally, we have the truth coming out there to well what people said. with their mental health, you know, illnesses deal with on a regular basis. Um, when you get to the conclusion of this film, you just feel for her so much. Like you're yeah. just like, fuck yeah, girl. Like you, and it's and it's emotional. And her performance was out of this world good. The only other performance I felt that way about this year was Rebecca Hall from the Night House. I had a feeling. Um, in her role as Beth, um, another, some fucking amazing one-liners she had, especially when she confronts her, who she thinks is her uh, husband's mistress, is just fucking, like, she, man, is a great fucking actress. Oh, my God. Um, I've gone back and watched older films of her just to, just to, like, enjoy her as an actress. So if you haven't seen these two films yet this year, Fear of Rain and The Night House, I, I strongly recommend checking them out if anything yeah. else for these two protagonists. And Brandon, who do you have? Well, I just got to say that was, that was very important. The way you worded that, that you hit the nail on the head that she was more likely to be a victim of a crime than a perpetrator. Yes. And you just hit the, the nail on the head with what's the problem with a lot of mental illness films. Right. It's, it's yeah. always somebody turning crazy. And I yep. always, I, I did that. I kind of voiced my opinion about that last year with the lodge mm-hmm. oh fucking lodge. and, and yeah. it's just like you don't miss your pills for a week and all of a sudden turn into a fucking schizophrenic psycho exactly. killer exactly <laughs> that was the issue we and had. yet again schizophrenic people are more likely to hurt themselves exactly yeah than they are to hurt other people and yeah. that's what pisses me off with the lodge and other ones so thank god fear of rain got it right for once yeah so. those are good picks uh i'm gonna spoil because we don't have a category on here but on EH, we give out Best Actress, and Thomas and Mackenzie won my Best Actress because she's yeah. just an absolute delight in that film. And she stole the film, and Anya Taylor-Joy is fantastic, and she's great in it, but Thomas and Mackenzie made that film from opening scene. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Rebecca Hall, also fantastic. My two choices are actually male choices. My Best Actor, who won last night, was um, Dave Davis, who played Yakov in The Vigil. Ah, nice. nice. Excellent. Yeah. And excellent uh, he, protagonist. Yeah, excellent protagonist dealing with not only his own grief and coming to terms with his demons, but also as the showmer sitting vigil for Mr. Litvak fighting for his soul as well. And it's, it's a very, very heart wrenching film and very, uh, very personal film and uh, really well done. And his performance is fantastic. And also going back to Silent Night, uh, Roman Roman Davis as art. I mean, nice. just the yeah. idea, like I had a lot of issues the first time I watched this film with, with kind of justifying the way this film ends. And, and then, you know, I, I've seen interviews and I've gotten the answers I'm looking for. And it's just as simple as the fact that art is rewarded because he's basically the only one who questions everything that's going on, who wants to live, who wants to fight. And his reward is he gets to live. So it doesn't yeah. have to 100% make sense. It doesn't have to be 
you know, everything that's taking place was a lie. I, I don't think that's what they were going for. I think they were just trying to give hope for, for those who have hope and are willing to fight for the future of our planet. And uh, he does a fantastic job in it. So yeah, amazing job. Yeah. So awesome. Art and uh, Yakov from The Vigil, those were great choices. Yeah. Yeah. Both I, those were excellent. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that for The Vigil, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do the exact opposite now. Someone who you can hate or fear. Two can be named here as well. And right off the bat, like as soon as I read the category to myself, I'm like, all right, I know one one character instantly. <laughs> and <too>. that is <laughs> that is Pat Healy as Robert, and we need to do something. That was one of mine. Because <laughs> he is such yep. a piece of shit husband and <laughs> Yeah, with the stress of the situation of we need to do something in this movie, like the the situation they're put in, just amplifies his like uh, just his personality to like the extreme. He's over the top, but at the same time, he is mean. He is violent. He is a piece of shit to his own kids. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. He, he deserves everything <laughs> that happens to him in this film. When he <laughs> tries to push his son's head through. The oh door. my god, oh, that man. was so mean. <laughs> He's, abusive abusive yeah, there he is but yeah. he's, he was he was terrific in that he his really portrayal was. though is amazing you hated yeah. him and that was the point right yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good actor he's an underrated yeah. actor i think absolutely uh and then my second one this one i kind of took a second to go through and i'm going oh yeah i fucking hate this character and that is uh jillian wallace playing jillian from i blame society the main oh, character because yeah. <laughs> you just hate her it. the whole movie like <laughs> Good call, like, Scotty. Because at first you're like, oh, she's kind of like this adorable nerd. And then as it continues on, you're going, no, she is awful. She is an awful person the whole movie. You know, she's a psychopath, right? Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah like uh, these are my two most hated characters in film like for this year. And uh, yeah, it's hard for me to top those like when I was looking through my list. <laughs> That's awesome. So we had one that was the same. And then I had four for the price of one. Oh, and it's the wow. sisters from ankle biters. I thought they were the biggest little bitches I have ever seen. Oh, oh my God. These kids were fucking psychopaths. And I wish what happens to them happens. Like I hated these little girls and I love children. Like I yeah. love them. I actually really like kids. And I, these four little girls were horrible brats and the manipulative cruel things that they do is just nuts especially yeah. the one kind of like ringleader mm-hmm. there's one that's kind of like the boss um but yeah they you know uh, yet again a low budget canadian film like real low budget that came yeah, out this very year. low budget use its budget well when needed for practical effects like we always talk about right scotty yep. use your money where it counts and the acting <laughs> was decent you know, it was decent. Like, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, anyone out there is going to get an Academy Award or anything like that. But like, it was decent. And these four little girls fucking nailed it as great villains. So yes, they did. I don't know if they'll do anything else because, you know, it might just be a one trick pony kind of thing, except for maybe the ringleader one. Um, but it was, it was a fun film. All right, Brandon. Good choices. Uh, I went a little bit outside the box here, but getting back to the Nighthouse, I went with the character of nothing. Awesome. Ooh. Yes. I, I had I had yes. to highlight it because it's obviously a character that, that every single person not only fears and is thought about in their life, but the way it's presented in this film is very haunting and very evil and uh, very manipulative. And it's just super well done. And I was nice. having a tough time thinking of another person. And then I thought of the Nighthouse and I'm like, this, this entity, the nothing is just absolutely terrible terrifying and just pure evil and Mm -hmm. you know to to do what what he what it was doing to Rebecca Hall's character given the circumstances of what she was going through it's just 
it was it was rough so uh yeah and that and that film is just filmed so well and we yeah talked about it. The, the negative space with the image of nothing it just it's so well shot I'm, like some of the best cinematography i saw and that yes. third act where they're highlighting uh highlighting kills and she's seeing all these different kills and she's being dragged through a house and she's seeing oh my god really well done creative stuff and the other one is the character of mandrake from coming home in the dark nice oh, yes. yeah i mean yeah. we have two villains here in the film in mandrake and um tubs but but mandrake is the ringleader here and he's so violent yeah. and unapologetic i mean you, you you do feel sympathy for this character given the revelations throughout this story it's really mm-hmm. a, a lose-lose situation when you're watching this film it's very tough to sit through there's no levity in it whatsoever but Mm. man he is just brutal and unapologetic and he kills anyone and everyone he doesn't care there's no rules here like nobody is safe in this film yeah and i have to say like he pretty much uh makes you hate him right from the fucking beginning with what he (laughs) does like right there it's just like yeah you are an awful person yeah first 10 minutes of this film you get you get some kills and you're like okay this is not gonna be a uh a comedic good time you're in for yep. uh for a, a tough a tough view yeah a very a dark film, film. A, a great film but you know one that's gonna challenge you <laughs> absolutely yeah. wow no, like, i couldn't agree more great choices yeah because uh, that i have to admit like thinking of these awards coming home alone in the dark is one of those films i just completely slipped my mind about but yeah those characters right there like fuck <laughs> that thing that would have been on my list as well well probably. i'm i'm glad i'm actually glad we're all like highlighting different movies because i was afraid like as i'm putting it down i'm like i'm hoping we're not all gonna put the same thing down because i'm like some of them i saw it i'm like oh it's got to be this one but i'm glad i'm actually really thrilled with some of these some of these picks i'm hearing well and the ones that we are mentioning i think that says to everybody you should probably check it out if two out of three of us or all three of us have something as like (laughs) yeah it's when we get to our top tens like it's probably you know not that i but even even a lot of these films that probably didn't make our you know top 10 lists are still solid films. It is a absolutely. very solid year. So absolutely, and they're worth watching for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the next award is Punch in the Gut. All right. So this is where I'm bringing in the movie I brought up that was brought up earlier, and that is Silent Night and the suicide nice. scene. Because fuck, did this movie just like as soon as this moment happened in this film, I am just like, oh, I just felt awful because you know earlier in the film you're like okay, you know, it's kind of like an end of the world thing. All friends are just getting together, having a good time. You're like, that kind of a, like a, gives you a bit of a feel good moment, like for everything until, you know, this scene happens. And then you're just going, oh, this got really fucking dark. And yeah, this was a runner up for my tearjerker moment with this. Cause I was, I was like shedding a tear for this. I'm like, man, this is just so freaking tough to watch. And this is one of the few films I rewatched like this year and, it like that punch in the gut feeling still fucking happened for me again yeah. rewatching even though it was coming up it was just mm, yeah well done fucking scene well done movie just in general mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yep i had no runner up on this one but that is the scene stealer for me because i was just like as soon as i seen it instantly i'm like yep that's that movie awesome well for Good me call. it was uh thanks to brandon orlick apartment 113 oh, i'm nice. sorry apartment Four, one, yeah 413 sorry 14 Four. 413. Um, three, four, three floors up from 113. So yeah, it's, that's the sequel. <laughs> four floors up, yeah. That's the sequel that's coming, 113. Um, yeah. But fuck this movie for a low-budget film. <laughs> the ending of this movie really, really affected me. Yeah. Um, for so many reasons. And yet again, another movie that portrays mental health well. 
again, thank you fucking Hollywood for portraying mental illness in a way that actually makes sense and is reality. And you feel so sorry for this main character. When you get to that end of that film, yet again, low budget done right, um, showing that you can build suspense and real life horror without all the bells and whistles. Like you can do stuff in a basic setting that can make people upset, afraid, sad, whatever. And this movie capitalizes on it. It's on Tubi, I believe. So it's a free watch. And if you enjoy low budget, if you enjoy solid acting, um, it is a little bit of a slower burn, but I totally recommend it. Yeah, very good freaking movie. Yeah, good call. Yeah, another one I found on Tubi. I think it's on Prime now as well, but Tubi, man. Tubi had some really big yeah. surprises this year. Well. Yes, they did. And especially in the found footage area, some really good found footage yeah. stuff and as well. Yeah. Most of them, uh, most of them I would not have known about unless you had told us about them, Brandon. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love to deep dive in terms of searching. I spend more time sometimes searching movies out on Tubi on Amazon than I do actually watching them. <laughs> I, can, I can get lost, you know, just going down a rabbit hole looking at them, but uh, good call on that Heather. And uh my punch in the gut. I mean, I just mentioned him as one of my uh, villains who I hate. Uh, coming home in the dark. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, we, you know, we talk about just basically from opening scene, you're just punched in the gut, and it just does not yeah. let up throughout. And you know, even the last image of the film, it's just it's heartbreaking, and you, you yeah. just feel bad for everyone. It's an emotional film. I think it you is. should probably say if you go into if you go into this film, be prepared for a very heavy, heavy, heavy film. One of the heaviest films I watched this year. By far. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's one of those where I like, yeah, I think it's because I think that's why I did not rewatch it is because it was so fucking okay, heavy. This is, yeah. This is one of those where I yeah. don't want to rewatch it. They don't walk out being like, what a feel good film. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's right? not a feel good film. And it really <laughs> makes you think because the whole, um, the whole question this, this film is posing is, uh, is somebody who turns a turns a blind eye to evil acts going on as evil as somebody who performs evil acts? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, honestly, you you don't know who to root for or who the bad guy or who the good guy is here. It's it's just it's tragic from from start to finish. Unfortunately, everybody's a everybody's a victim and a perp. Unfortunately, in this film, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Didn't find it, yeah. All right, so we'll go to the next one. This is definitely a Scott category. That is <laughs> all the feelings, relationships in in film. Um, my run, um, I have a runner up on this one, of course. But uh, for this one, I went with uh Jacob's wife. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, because oh. not just because you know this is like kind of a different like most of the time when it's a relationship and horror film for me, I focus on like you know the whole you know it, they may break up like or they're struggling like to survive like this one. The movie starts off with Barbara Crampton and uh, Larry Festin's characters already kind of in that like part of their relationship where like they're just not happy, and then as Barbara Crampton gets turned into a vampire and the sexiness kind of comes back out of her, like you know they kind of rekindle things a bit. And one thing I have to give Mr. Venom a shout out for this because he mentioned it in the Fresh Cuts episode. He had said that uh you know this is one of those films where the husband actually believes what is happening with the wife for the for once in a freaking movie instead of going oh I don't believe you you're just crazy. Like mm-hmm. when when Larry Fessenden's character finds out what's going on, he's there and he is supporting his wife. And like, yeah, obviously there's still a lot of issues there, but like by the end of the film, they're like their relationship has become stronger because of what they went through. Mm-hmm. And I really do love their performances because their performances in this are freaking incredible. 
and it's such a fun film and just, just, just in general. And but yeah, like I just love how the relationship went from just kind of falling apart to just being like strong and the bond being rebuilt again. And I love that. Um, my runner up, I brought it up earlier, but that's Rose just for the like the opposite way of things happening in that film. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I could have swore you and I were going to pick the same film and we didn't. Really? So mine is My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell ah. It To. And it was the relationship between the brother and the sister and then the sub-relationship with the younger brother. Yeah. I won't go into too much detail on this one. It is on Shutter. I will say if you enjoy relationship films, if you dug things like After Midnight and other films like that, you should definitely watch My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. It is a slower burn. But it is definitely um, a good family relationship. Or maybe you like Dark and the Wicked and you like the relationship between the, dark, the brother and the sister in that one as well. You might really enjoy this one too. And then my runner up to that is The Stylist. Um, nice. I felt so bad for the main um, protagonist antagonist in the film. Uh, and just the relationship she has, how awkward she is, how lonely she is, how she's unable to com- like connect. And it actually really, I actually talked to my hairstylist about this movie <laughs> and I told her about it. And I said, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm going to watch that. I'm like, I think it really does portray how, you know, for women anyway, when we go, you know, if you identify as female and you go and get your hair cut, you end up like having these gossipy sessions. Like it, it always happens. You're always like, yeah. oh, you know, how's this and that? And you end up like, And there's some women I've been in the chair and they're sharing shit. Like it's crazy, you know? So it's, it kind of reflects that a little bit of real life. And I, we all know I have a big thing for real life reflecting horror and vice versa. So those are my two films. All right. Excellent choices. Thanks. Very nice. Yeah. I didn't have to, I only had one. I didn't cheat this time. (laughs) I went with another shutter film, a French werewolf film called Teddy. Oh, nice. Great film. Yeah. Um, you know, Teddy is is an underdog in this film. And, and one of the, the showcases of this film is his relationship with his girlfriend, who he's madly in love with. And he's a high school dropout, you know, a, a lower class, financially unstable guy. But he has this dream of just this beautiful future with her, of making a family and making a great life with her. That, you know, the way things unfold, it's just, it's very heartbreaking and very tragic. And uh, you're rooting for this character. He's a great underdog. And uh, I, I just felt like that relationship, I was rooting for it. And then by the time it reaches its climax in the third act, I was very happy with where the film went. It was it was surprisingly well done. It, it felt very Napoleon Dynamite meets, it did. meets a werewolf yes. film early on. But then yes. in the final act, it turns into like, almost like Carrie in its climax. <laughs> yes, it does actually. <laughs> with, with, with its bloodbath, but it's really well done. And it has a uh, post credit scene, which is what I could only be, I only describe as what's basically a, a dreamlike sequence of what could have been. And it really tugs at the heartstrings because I, you already know how the film ends. And obviously this last post-credit scene just is impossible. So it's sort of almost like a dream sequence of if it had ended the way you wanted it to. That's I a good point. I did yeah. not see the post-credit scene. Shit. Okay. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Guess oh. you better go back. I might have to because, yeah, that movie is art. I, I do love that movie. It's freaking great. And it's another great one film. Brandon recommended to us. Daddy. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the next category is didn't see that coming. Twist ending. Um, I have one for this uh, award. Um, it's not technically twist ending, but twist in a film. 
Um, and I went with Fear of Rain because I did not see this coming. I know Heather, I think, did. But you, when you find out uh, Rain's mother is not actually there and just part of her imagination this whole entire time and the realization when she realizes that is just heartbreaking, especially when her father realizes that she has been talking to her mother that is not there as well. Like, can you just see the look and devastation on both of their faces that, you know, like... The schizophrenia has gotten that bad to where she yeah. has been thinking her mother was there the whole fucking time. And mm, that I did not see it coming. And when that happened, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was completely blindsided by it. And I mean, Heather's better at picking up on this stuff than I am. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, see, when it. It I didn't see it either when I was like, oh, fuck, really? No way. Because <laughs> she called it while she was watching it, too. She's like, mother's not real. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, How did you do just, that? <laughs> there, sometimes I get it, but sometimes I don't. And an example of two times that I didn't get it was apartment 413, um, oh, which yeah, I, I, I didn't, didn't see fucking see that coming. No. <laughs> Man, so I won't give it away because yeah, just mm, what you think is real is not. And it wasn't the best movie, this other my runner up, but I was surprised was Red Dot. I honestly oh, didn't yeah. see the twist in that coming. I think Brandon did. Um, I think you did, Brandon, right? I you know what? I'm thinking now about it. I don't think I did because where that went, I was like, wow. I did not yeah. I didn't expect the twist to go where it did, and then I don't think I expected it to end the way it did. Yeah, like I remember being like, huh. Yeah, and that and that twist actually because <laughs> I, I remember because you and I were watching it together, Heather, and uh we, we were just like we oh, did this, watch it together, yeah. We're like, this movie is dumb. Like they're making so many dumb choices, and then then this twist happened, we're going, All right, movie, you got our attention. Like, yeah, it came and like yeah. it changed. Did the you film. both really go, All right, movie, you have my attention? Yeah, I think we I, probably I, I, I think, think I did, did that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're kind of losers, so we probably totally did that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so those were anyway and so brandon what was yours uh mine again not necessarily a twist and i know i just criticized seance for sort of presenting as one film and then turning into another and this film does the same thing but for some reason i didn't mind it in this one it kind of made for like whoa i didn't expect this to go there i didn't expect the reveal within the story and i certainly didn't expect the third act to turn into the type of film it did and it's a thai film called the maid okay what a great yes. movie too holy fuck. Excellent film. <laughs> yeah it basically Amazing. starts off like a like a ghost story and it's, a, it's an interesting enough ghost story but by that third act it just turns into a straight up slasher that's brutal and and unrelentless and i'm just like this is awesome that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> right awesome and i awesome. didn't even see the twist within the story with how certain characters are connected so i, I did not see that as well even though it, it should have kind of been there like you thinking about it now it should have kind of been right in front of you right in your face but i didn't, yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't see it either. choice yeah yeah great film though excellent film yeah that one completely got me off coming by off uh, off guard all right, so yeah, we'll move on to the next one, which is surprising low-budget film of the year. For me, I have championed this since I watched it like a few months back and talked both you guys into watching it, and that is uh, Cherry Pickers, a.k.a. Ankle Biters. Mm -hmm. This movie, super, super low-budget, but my God. Like it was filmed they... on a Canadian $20 bill, how fucking yeah. low-budget that was, honestly. Bird money. Bird money. Bird money. They had only fucking bird money. They fucking think they were actually like, <laughs> We're in Tobamori. For anyone who lives in fucking Ontario, you know where Tobo Tobamori was. And when they were like, we're in Tobamori, I'm like, no one admits to being in Tobamori. <laughs> this must, <laughs> it still must be low budget. 
like this is probably the best low budget film i've seen this year like i fucking love this movie because you guys know because i was just talking about it over and over again going oh my god this movie's amazing i was you completely cut off yeah i was completely cut off guard because like Taylor portrays oh. it to be like a lot more comedic than it actually is yeah and um uh, like yeah when it had like there is some good comedy in this but then like when some of the stuff happens in this you're going oh this got really fucking dark and <laughs> yeah like you said the acting isn't the greatest like but at bad, the same though. time for yeah i'll say for the, like the the budget they had and for a lot of the characters that are probably first-time actors especially the little girls that's impressive and like yeah like amazing movie loved loved it loved it loved it <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely i think that's a great pick scotty i won't go too much into the one that i chose because we've already talked about it uh but for me it will be we have to do something i think ah, to be nice. filmed on a sound stage and to only use one room and to have to it was like a stage production and when i see something that could be a quality of a stage production which is to make you be afraid of something you can't physically see that's talent and these actors were able to pull that off. So that was my surprisingly low budget. Michigan-based uh, film. Michigan-based. And Brandon, what about you? Is that why they all had big foreheads? It is. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I actually, my I, my goal is to be in the sequel because of my big head. I'm really hoping I can get in there. You and I will gonna, both be in it. You're going right. to be in one of my picks. I had four picks for this because oh, honestly, wow. I can't even find anything about budgets anymore. It used to be very easily easy to find with you yeah. know, looking up the film budget. I feel like I can't find anything. But one of the films I picked was was Chompy and the Girls. It just nice, yep. And and that's obviously Heather's going to be in the sequel is the new Chompy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, new Chompy. Uh, uh, Sucky Harm- and the Sucky yeah. and the guys is what it's going to be called Sucky actually. And the guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, Horror in the High Desert, another two nice. excellent to be found footage. I love found footage. If you love found footage, you got to check out Horror in the High Agreed. Desert. Don't know yeah. what the budget was, but I mean it's found yeah. footage. They're always low budget. Yeah. Making Monsters, a surprising film that really, really got to me. Another one with, you know, following YouTubers, you know, yeah. looking to to gain views and stuff. Go say it like a, a haunted, uh, a haunted getaway. It was really well done. I have not and, seen that one. Hmm. And if I had to choose just one, it would be super hot. I just oh, yes, super hot. I absolutely love this film. The lead, the lead female in this. I, I can't remember her name, but she's just I love this girl. I absolutely love her. Just the way the way she delivers her lines, the way she just acts in this film, it's great. And it's super low budget. And again, yeah. this this felt like a she felt like a female Napoleon Dynamite. I know yep. I've been yep. referencing that, but this this is another one that had that feel. And uh, I rewatched it, and just a, a charming, low budget, fun little film that I'll definitely revisit again. Again, low budget done right. All four of those yeah. films, low budget done right, right? Yeah, and- like like we were talking earlier this year. This has been the year of comedy horror and low budget films and indie films, yeah. man. Yeah, right. Amazing for sure. All right, so the next one, worth the high budget. Uh, for this one, I ended up uh, having two. Um, the award will go to Last Night in Soho. Um, Edgar Wright, just like pretty much anything this man touches is always just well mm. done. And his style of editing is just fucking perfect, especially in this film. Like the dance number when it's going back between Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy and just the editing and the way it is done with the beat to the music. Fucking beautiful. This film is just like 
this film is just like gorgeous and just mm-hmm. so well done. Fucking love the hell out of it. So yeah, that is my award. My runner up was going to be Silent Night. Like another one, high budget, just done right. Because I don't, I'm not, I, I'd probably say that was probably more medium budget, but still. Yeah. Did you did you actually find the numbers like how much it costs for like uh, Last Night in Soho? Because that that's a that's a great choice. No, I, like, I was good. I, I can look it up to see if I can find something. No, I, I mean, you can just assume it's expensive. Yeah, last night, so Edgar Wright usually <laughs> is, a, is a name director, so he's right. going to he's gonna get, you know, uh, whatever budget. Good, mo- good amount of money, whatever he wants, right? Last yeah. night in Soho oh, definitely. Its budget was $43 million. Okay, yeah. that's, a, that's a big budget. <laughs> My pick yeah. was like less than half that, but I still thought it was a big budget. <laughs> Um, I, I said the same thing as Scott last night in Soho. I don't know nice. if there's anything else to add to that. Uh, the movie I was looking least forward to that I will give these two gentlemen credit were like, oh, it's going to be good. I'm like, it's going to be so artsy. It's just going to be boring. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, I must have harassed Brandon every day for a month. Have you watched last night in Soho yet? Hey, last <laughs> last Soho I yet? told you I was saving it as my last watch. It actually didn't turn out to be. No, it did turn out to be my last watch. I'm sorry. Cause I did watch another one, but I think I watched it like the day before, but I saved it as my last one and people were, I mean, it was hyped, but I'm not yeah. one who falls for that. If somebody, exactly. if, if it's overwhelmingly hated or overwhelmingly loved, I still go in with my own expectations and it's a great pick and it probably should be my pick. I went with another pick um, just because I'm, I love the director and I think the budget was just about 20 million. And I went with M. Night's Old. Oh, yeah, nice. That was a well done film. It was a really well done film. I'm a big advocate of his films. I, I support and enjoy pretty much everything he does within the horror genre some of those sci-fi films yeah maybe a little poo-poo but um the horror stuff he does is always creative and i i gotta give him credit even if i don't love some of his stuff as much as his earlier work i i feel like everything he's put out is solid and old was a surprisingly very good film and uh very emotional i wasn't my favorite but it was well done i definitely will give a lot of credit for how it was done and i like the cast and it had uh i mean she only had a small part in it but thomas and mckenzie was in that as well for a little bit that's right she was (laughs) i forgot about that yeah all right so these next couple of categories are going to be like the best on streaming services. Um, the first one up is best shutter film. And I mean, what can be said? Uh, my One of my just films that I was hyped to see all the way up until it finally released and it did not disappoint. And that is not my hunky boys. Psycho <laughs> Gorman. <laughs> Fucking love this movie so much. It hit everything that it I wanted it to do. It just, it was just incredible and hilarious and just yeah everything i was hoping it would be and or it fucking I. nailed it or do i <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely your your go-to this year um for me it's a movie that brandon didn't like um but i don't care i don't care what you think brandon it's <laughs> flack i enjoyed this film like hell on shutter and i will always enjoy this film on shutter it makes fun of fucking roots fuck you roots canada <laughs> and i love the fact of killer genes coming to life and fucking people up and i love it i love this film and it was my favorite that came out on shutter this year i love that heather loves the idea of killer genes i love it i love the idea <laughs> not a sentence i thought i'd ever hear in my life the killer idea of killer genes jeans. well the and fact that I... it when you when it's the fact of killer genes you're going okay this movie's gonna be so fucking dumb and it was way better than i had ever and there was so me. much excellent and yet again a way to include political and social commentary in a subtle way yeah like you know what i really liked about this film is they were like oh yeah if you're canadian and you know enough shit this is about roots 
but we're not going to tell you it's about roots. Right. And I really, really dug that. I really dug that they did the influencer thing and talked about the body image issues and all that other shit and how you really don't know if the product that you're getting is fucking ethically sourced or not. And I just love right. how they called it out to me. That's why this movie for me is my favorite from Shudder. Obviously this is a very like personal choice, right? There's well, well, so, Shudder that- this year, right? Yeah, it, it got talked about a lot last night. Yeah. And I got to be honest, like, listen, when I started watching it, I, I was and that's why you think I, I, I didn't love it as much as you. But you probably thought I hated it because I was probably texting you telling you how much I think this movie is garbage. Yes, but yes you it, did. But it did pick <laughs> up and I actually wound up giving it a pretty favorable review. I think I gave it like a six and a half. Whereas when I started it, I was like, this is a zero out of ten. This is awful. But <laughs> but it but it did dive into some some deep social political issues. So it I don't hate it as much as people think the same way with cycle gorman which i gave a seven out of ten but people seem to be very divisive on these films whereas yeah. i'm more middle of the road with them uh my favorite shutter film of the year was vicious fun nice yeah, that's a great fucking that's a film fun too. Movie. also but, canadian yes yeah and, and right? all three all three of them yeah. were canadian filmed in yeah. hamilton ontario so yeah yeah and what a great film about it you know a young horror magazine writer who stumbles into a support group for serial killers and so it's funny. just it's hilarious. It's violent. It's it, it's it's just fantastic. It, and it has one of my favorite comedic moments where uh, he's basically he's locked up behind bars and he's he's basically pointing out one of the killers. He's like, "That's not a cop. That's a killer. Look at his mustache. It's a fake mustache." And the cop goes nuts. He's like, "You don't talk about a man's mustache. You don't talk about him." And it's and it's just I don't know. It was like the oh. lucky bat line in Psycho yeah. Gorman. And I yes. mentioned that last night because that was Christian's like favorite line was. My lucky bat. <laughs> For me, <laughs> so it was great. you know the you don't talk about a man's mustache and just a, uh, a fun film. So if people haven't seen it, and Shutter killed it this year. I mean, all the streaming oh, services yeah. were strong, but Shutter, you know, the first the mm, beginning of the wow. year, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. They were unloading their turds early, and then they just yeah. Then it was just bomb after bomb after bomb. Yeah, yeah, fucking amazing. Get Shutter if you don't have Shutter, everyone. It's worth the fucking investment, or oh, steal off yeah. someone else. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, Scotty. All right, so next up is Best Netflix Film. And for this one, I went with All My Friends Are Dead. This- Me too! Yeah! <laughs> this movie was just so much fun and hilarious. It reminded me of, like, American Pie meets Final Destination in oh, a way. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just so, so much ridiculous. fucking fun. And I think it's Polish, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it yeah, Polish, yeah. yeah, I think Polish or yeah, Portuguese. It was a Polish, yeah. No, it's Polish. Okay, Polish, yeah, Polish. It was a Polish film. Yeah. And- I mean, bravo for Netflix for having a movie and actually showing a golden shower scene. I did not expect them oh to actually have God. a film that did that. <laughs> you know what was more yeah. shocking than the golden shower scene? The fact that I was really aroused by the golden shower scene. But you scene. see, we're not shocked by that. I'm not shocked. We know at what all. you're into. We've seen your porn history. Honestly, all my friends is dead. All my friends are dead. I am a big advocate again for that film as well. It was my number eleven film of the year. We're gonna be doing top tens at the end, but it was my number eleven for nice. the year. And fantastic film and I, i'm so glad you guys are talking about it because that yeah. to me is a is a horror comedy it's just great yes it was just so much fun <laughs> All well, the way i think i think it could even have best kill just that group kill at the end oh man and, especially, and especially when the electricity kicks in and they all the look guitarist? like dancing and playing yeah the guitar i mean oh and the kid God. playing the, the piano philip playing the <laughs> piano i'm like this is this is fucking gold i loved it it is it's so awesome and yet again netflix with international films again yeah Yes. You know, yeah. there's local horror films like the fucking North American one. Eh, 
there, but like when they pick up international shit, generally speaking, it tends to be really good. Well, yeah. it's funny because um, we're when when we get to my Netflix film, it's also an international film. So. See, well, why don't we see? <laughs> I had the same one as Scott, so you go ahead. What's your international? Uh, What's your mine international? is a uh, Norwegian Swedish mashup, and it's called The Trip. Yes, fucking awesome that film was, yeah. too. Yeah, awesome. love that movie. Yes. Also, a blend yes. of action, comedy, horror, and uh, told from three points of view about a husband and wife who go away to their cabin, both with separate plans of offing each other. Yeah. And it just turns into chaos when not only do their plans get foiled trying to kill each other, but there are three escaped murderers and rapists and Nazis in their in their cabin hiding out. And uh, yeah. man, that <laughs> film is so brutal and violent throughout that I don't know how these two characters survive by the end. I just feel yeah. like they had so much internal bleeding that they should have died at the end. But oh yeah, totally. it's just so much fun and so hilarious. And another great line, and there's one scene where the father shows back up at the cabin and he attacks the, the main villain and he bites his nose off and the villain goes, ah, oh, my nose. And the, guy, and the father goes, what nose? <laughs> that just, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> Pretty funny it's it a great so fucking good. film uh, yet again yeah. netflix for international films people if you ain't watching international films on netflix you're missing out just skip over like fucking intrusion and some other shit that came yeah and don't, and you know I, i'll say this for i i feel this way for all foreign films but especially for all my friends because i threw it on for the third time the other night while i was actually making these lists for for year end shows and i put it on with uh the english dub just because i wasn't looking up watching the tv you need the subtitles for that film. Yeah. Yes, you do. You need the Absolutely. subtitles. Yeah. You know, subtitles are always the way to go if yeah. you're able to, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, great choices. Cause yeah, the trip was another one that I was thinking <laughs> awesome. it was a toss up between all my friends are deader than this one. <laughs> um, best on demand film. This was really tough for me because I was having a hard time figuring out like what exactly is like right now available to rent. This one may be questionable. I'm not sure. Cause I think it has to be rented, but uh, I chose Silent Night. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just, you know, love this movie and like just kind of going through it. Like I said, I had a hard time with this, this one. So I just went with Silent Night. No, it's a good choice. The only way you could stream it is if you do the AMC Plus free trial, I think. Okay. But other than that, you have to stream it. Okay. So, yep. Then that is, that's okay. I, I feel vindicated then. <laughs> VOD, I mean. <laughs> So one that I found for VOD that wasn't available in theaters that I actually thought was a lot of fun because I've always thought, what would happen if you went to Chuck E. Cheese and shit came alive? And that Jeez. is Willie's Wonderland uh, with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I thought that movie was hilarious. Movie I honestly so much fun. thought it was really funny. And Nicolas Cage playing fucking pinball, like every, <laughs> like, I don't know, two hours he would have his break where he would have a drink. What was it, a cola or something? Yeah, yeah like, like a grape soda. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Not saying a single line the whole fucking film, like, like the most resilient Deserved Nicolas Cage I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's just fucking up these larger than lives fucking figures that have come to life. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of that um, banana, banana shit. Splits. Banana splits. Banana yeah. splits. Um, but honestly, I had a great time with it. Yeah, I, really I thought this one was it. more fun than banana splits. Yeah, it, it's yeah. good time. So that was my on demand. What about you, Brandon? Nice. Uh, mine was one that I, I wanted to see, never seemed to become free anywhere. And I rented it. And it's the only film that I watched and then the next day watched again. I, I, I always rewatch films. I'm a big rewatcher of films, but I never usually do back to back in two days, but this one had an right. effect on me and I need to go back and visit. And I've since bought it on uh, demand 
and watch it for a third time. And I will probably pick up a Blu-ray copy at some point. And it's broadcast signal intrusion. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. That's another good film. Yeah. Scotty and, feels even more vindicated than ever. No, it's, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a terrific film. You know, about, it takes place in the late nineties about a, a video archivist who stumbles upon a, a, a series of broadcast signal intrusions that are really creepy and haunting involving these like robotic rubber mask mannequin looking creatures and uh you know they cor- they coalesce with uh, the disappearance of three women one of them being his wife and just basically our main character going down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories trying to connect the dots and figure out what's going on and it's just really well done it has a real noir feel to it with its jazzy score and uh terrific performances from the lead actor and uh supporting actress in it and yeah broadcast signal intrusion i i don't know if a lot of people have seen it but i was really happy to for scott to recommend it and and for me to enjoy it as much as i did awesome yeah that is such a great movie fuck yeah yeah Yeah, it it got to me right away i was just like yeah this is my type of film yeah very very uh haunting yeah um so yeah i guess we can jump on the next one uh that is the best Amazon Prime film. So, uh, this one was the hardest. This one was my yeah. hardest. So these were free free with Prime, just so yes. it's clear to everybody. These are the ones that were included if you have a Prime, Prime membership. Yeah. Um, I ended up going with uh, another really low-budget film that I just loved, but uh, thanks to Brandon Orlick's suggestion, and that is Digging to Death. Oh, nice. Uh, Fucking great film. Yeah, nice. this movie was just fantastic. I mean, and gives you that whole, uh, like, what would you do scenario? Like, if you decided, like, you ended up digging a hole in the backyard and found, like, millions of dollars, but there was also a dead body with it. And what would you do? Would you take the money or would you nope. call the authorities or what? And I'm, uh, you, I'm you obviously see. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm calling. I don't want that guy haunting me. That yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's what happens. He, get, he gets haunted after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like what he goes through through that whole film, like the effects were very low budget, not look the best, but man, the performances I thought were great all around and just a very fun, uh, what would you do type scenario with a very fun film. I love this movie. Great pick, Good call, Scotty. man. Nice. Great pick. I had two. Um, the first one was Untitled Horror Movie. Nice. Oh, good call. Good call. (laughs) And that's just, like, that movie is my sense of humor, okay? It's so ridiculous. Like, it's this kind of, like, these stars they're not super big stars some of them have had some pretty minor roles in other things and they're just such divas and it's a found footage film and it's a lot of fun um and then a runner-up for me that i really enjoyed was death ranch i actually really enjoyed that film earlier this year um i liked that one quite a bit it's about three um african-americans who are on the run and they run into nazis and they uh take care yeah, of that was that was a surprisingly so. good film as well good call yeah so those were those were my two what about you i think i know yeah. what brand's gonna say but we'll see well i, I kind of cheated here because i actually watched this film on tubi but a lot of times when you find a film on tubi it's streaming on prime at the same yeah. time and this one happens to be and i didn't know if it was going to get brought up but heather's already brought it up and it was apartment 413 nice yep. and, awesome. and i just i just felt like this film needed to be showcased because it's it's low budget done well and brie grant and i don't know the lead actor's name in this do a terrific job and it's a it's a really it's a gut punch film that ending you just don't see it coming you don't i don't want not going to spoil this one because this is one you just got to go into yeah you got to enjoy the ride yeah but yeah but that was that was a good one i'm not sure if this one was also on prime or not this one was actually on tubi and i just feel like i gotta mention it because otherwise I'll, i'll forget about it but sorry i killed you Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's on Prime as well. Yeah, Is that on Prime? Because that so, yeah. that was just like it had such horrible reviews, but I watched it anyway, and it was 
it was funny. pretty funny yeah and pretty bonkers yeah, yeah. Had, the ki- had the kid from mean girls in it again it's, like low, a love interest. it's low budget but it's funny yeah like it's, it was very you know, funny yeah I agree. All right. Great choices, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, next one up is the best Hulu film. Um, so, you know, with these, like, uh, they don't have to be, like, Hulu originals or anything like that. It was just kind of like, what what is available on Hulu is how, how I was going about it. Yeah. And We Need to Do Something was on Hulu. So, yes, of was. course, I had to pick that one because I just fucking love this movie. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch already, so I won't really get too much into it. But, yeah, just it's on hulu people watch it yeah no it's a very good film and and heather heather said something interesting that is is perfect uh description for this film is that this film would make an absolute brilliant horror stage play yes it really would you're you're absolutely right about it because that's really what it is yeah that's really what it is it's a theatrical you know traumatic stage play and you need good actors and they have good actors in this they did that's that's what you know theatrical actors are better actors because they can make you believe without all the bells and whistles of special effects and um yeah so i'm glad you chose that one mine is censor uh we'll probably talk about it again uh but this is a, a british film about censorship in i believe it's the 80s um, when we were doing the video nasty so yeah. like I don't yeah, know, early I mean, 80s early 80s and yeah. a young woman who is on the search to figure out what happened to her sister and I think this film is worth a watch if you have not checked this film out this year I, I strongly recommend it it's a very very good movie and Brandon what about you yeah this is a year I I you know I collect horror films I'm I'm definitely a bigger collector than you guys are but yeah. I'm not a diehard collector but this is the first year in a while where we've talked about probably a dozen or two dozen films already that I really want to buy right and, and, <laughs> and censors one of them I just want these movies in my collection uh for Hulu obviously The Vigil was a standout for me and that yes. one pops up on there but one I just wanted to also highlight uh, that uh that I enjoyed and I'm not usually an, an eco horror person was a film called Gaia yes yeah Gaia is a good film that was too. a great yeah, movie which was surprisingly yeah. good because I'm not I'm usually the 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 eco horror films are very slow burn. And this one is a little slow burn, but really, really visually stunning and has a really dark ending, which I enjoyed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, Couldn't agree more. I am glad you brought that one up because, yeah, that one was uh, another one that I've been like trying to find. Like, because I've told people about this one, like, I'm like, just it's, you got to watch this. It's like very, it's like eco friendly. It's, uh, and the effects in it are freaking yeah. creepy and incredible. Yeah, very creepy. Like, I just, yeah, very excellent movie. Um, so I guess, yeah, I will go with most political relevant as the next award. It's, isn't it that's theatrical release? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, mine must be an, oh, I think I lost, like something happened when I, uh, transferred over. So, uh, best theatrical release then would be, uh, for me would be, uh, let's go with, uh, Last Night in Soho again. Last Night in Soho. And we all know why. Yeah. Um, excellent film. Uh, for me, it was Halloween Kills. Just kidding. It was The Night House. <laughs> I, uh, I should have made more money. Than I almost Halloween cut my Kills. mic and left. You, Brandon, was like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I'm if I said Spiral, he would have unfriended me on Facebook. He would have been like, Heather dies well. tonight. <laughs> Heather <laughs> dies tonight. Um, honestly, The Night House, this was a film that should have made more money. And it's a fucking shame that it only made $14 million in the movie theater. Um, it it's a great film. Watch this film. It is the best theatrical release that came out this year. You heard it here on Friday Nightmares. You heard it here um, first, right? It's, defi- it's definitely one. It's definitely one of them. But my choice is also Scott's choice. Last night in Soho, man. Yes, just, I, I'm blown away by it. And uh, yeah, 
I just I, I can't see anyone not not enjoying this film. I, I know there right. was some critique about and I talked about this last night also when we were doing Exploding Heads, but there was some critique about the idea that that Eloise's character, you know, can, can see ghosts and can com- communicate with ghosts. But the idea that one of the, the entities she's communicating with isn't really a ghost. And, and I think people sometimes take it too literally that a ghost has to be the spirit of a dead person, whether when it could be like in this case, the film is going for the the deceased spirit of of somebody we wanted to be. Yeah. Of, of, of oh, is this the spirit of the past? The spirit of, yeah. That, right? Like that, Ebenezer that, Scrooge in Christmas Carol goes back and sees the former image of himself. He's still alive. Yeah, the, and that's basically right? what this is, you know. Right? The, the former right. image of, of what we strive to be. And, you know, obviously a film that is trying to warn against glamorizing the past. Yeah. Especially for those yeah. struggling in the present. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, two excellent films. Definitely probably the best theater watches. I agree with you guys. Yeah. Lost Night in Soho was fucking phenomenal. And yeah, Night House is amazing. Too, I just so. feel like Night House never got the buzz it deserved. Yeah. Like yeah. it was... You I know, think it's because got... it. Uh, I think it's because it came up around or it came out around the time of Candyman, and I think it just oh, got overshadowed. You're kinder than I am. You know what I think it is? It didn't have fucking Forever Purge or Halloween name attached to that it. That too, yes. And I think horror film fans are still very much like stick to the franchises, stick to what you know, and don't support as much independent horror as we should. And right. I'm going to give a shout out to Venom because he's been saying that for years. Yep. Um. Right. I think that's one of the biggest problems. So I anyway, not shout out Venom. No, <laughs> I cannot. Brandon does not speak to Brand- Venom. Venom. I will, I will shout out Don and Ellie. Only Don and Ellie. <laughs> shout out to Donnie Rings. Donnie shout Rings. out to Don and Ellie. All right, Scotty. <laughs> All right, so for our next one. Is the next one most political relevant or did I yep. miss another? Okay. Yep, nope. I'm, I'm back on track then. All right. So most political relevant one. Well, I just kind of briefly mentioned it there. Candyman. Like, Same um, as me. <laughs> I was going to say, definitely hits with the 2021 vibes for sure. Um, yeah. uh, talks a lot about uh, what uh, what is the term again? Uh, White privilege uh gentrification gentrification yeah <laughs> take so, your pick yeah i was gonna say well white privilege was in there and like the treatment of uh treatment of black people and just like the way mm-hmm. that like gentrification is basically systematic forcing, racism yes and forcing people <laughs> out of their uh out of their homes just to make it better for the white and privileged people all right are issues with policing amen Chicago? i mean terrible Oh my God. Brandon's like that's what I support. Everyone should listen to Exploding Heads on Patreon um, <laughs> for more of Brandon's positive opinions on things. And I have to say, for all the people that were complaining that this was too fucking political and there's an agenda in this movie, do you not remember the first fucking movie? I suggest you rewatch 1992. Yeah, that movie fucking was all about the political subtext. And so if you're if you're saying that about this new movie, fucking bite my ass. Yeah, my issue with Candyman wasn't the the political commentary was just the fact that I didn't enjoy it as much as the original. Yeah, and that's, that's fair. Just, yeah, that's it was fair. that really what it came down to. I was just like a little underwhelmed with the actual film itself, but definitely yeah. politically relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Sad and, that and, it's still politically relevant right, thirty years right, later. Right. Well, I would say it's even it's worse because I think the worst oh, yeah. thing now yeah. is that we know about it and it just continues, right? And. Yeah. And I did like how they kind of took a sidestep in this movie and Fresh Cut talked about this as well and used um, different 
different types of Candyman. So the yes. different Candyman stories that existed, it all comes down to racism. Like yeah. it all comes down, you know, to superiority of races, which exists. So it's a very politically relevant movie. But Brandon, yeah. what do you, what did you pick? Um, You know, I also have Candyman. I also put Forever Purge. All these films nice. that touch on, yeah, Forever on Purge. So the social political climate today, even a film like, uh, like Safer at Home, which is, you know, yeah. touches on everything going on with the pandemic and really takes it to a, <laughs> an even darker extreme level yeah yeah <laughs> so. well on that note i see scott's hitting his vape do you want me to go scott nope i got it yeah, scott all can right. do all everything he can hit that vape and fucking podcast at the same time he's a fucking champ because i'm a yeah. man um so yeah the next uh award will be going to most reflective of 2021 uh for this one i chose homesick um because mm. Uh, this movie is basically about a man that uh, comes home and is stuck in lockdown because of what is happening with COVID and shows the just like de- degradation of his mind as he's sitting there in isolation by himself and completely lonely and bored out of his fucking mind like crazy. Obviously, this takes COVID to a little more of an extreme with like the he can't drink the water after a while and then like just starts finding the like dead bodies out in the world if he actually goes outside just like <laughs> laying on the street and shit. It went a little extreme, but you know, with horror, you got to ramp it up a little bit. But this film like just fucking nailed the whole like how a lot of people were starting to feel like being like just locked down and away from everybody and isolated and like how much damage that can do to you mentally. Um, Like I really felt for this guy and I like this film just kind of like hit me pretty hard. Cause I was like, you know, I, you, you guys know that I hate being alone and lonely and like to imagine like this guy's life and just doing what he's doing. I was just like, fuck. Yeah, You'll never be alone again. Hard. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here first on Friday Nightmares. Um, the Scott and Brandon are together officially. We're a couple. couple. We're a couple. <laughs> My boo. <laughs> My boo. Um, Brandon actually mentioned this movie at the end of his politically relevant movies, and it's safer at home. Ah, I nice. safer at home really summed up the whole Zoom thing the couple having the fight like the um the gay couple having the fight about uh the drugs and hit their friends and forgetting to mute their microphone when they're having the fight um and then just the misunderstanding that happens and the really sad ending that occurs because of it yeah. uh i thought this took isolation and what's happening with covid and pushed it and there's even a scene at the end where they're like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and you know, it wasn't fine and um, it still isn't fine. So it's it's a very, very well done film. I will caution with everything that's going on in the world right now. This may not be a movie for you. No. Um, so watch with watch with care, you know, you know, depending where you live and how things are going COVID wise. This may be one that you skip till the summer um, if you haven't watched it yet. But if you're OK with exploring, you know, how the world has changed and, and how relationships have changed, you could check this one out. Um, what about what about you Brandon yeah I feel the same this one was a little tough because I felt like is this also this also feels like it's politically relevant and reflective of just the time and it's it's really the same films the safer at homes forever purge I also put uh you know just to highlight it you know because it's really reflective of any year the film lucky yeah 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 I feel like I feel like people just overwhelmingly shat on that film and hated it and just felt like it was 
Do you think it's just, because we have an overwhelmingly amount of men in the horror community that weren't ready to hear this message? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I think everybody, everybody Maybe. was just immediately like, oh, all men are evil. That's what this film is saying. Like, no, that's not what it's saying. No, it's, the it went over again. their head. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's not a complicated film, but that's not what it's saying. And it was really haunting yeah. and re- not only reflective of this year, but reflective of our of our environment and reflective of the climate of the world. So, uh, you know, I was, I was a little confused by this category because I also thought like, are you talking about like a film that sort of sums up like what the year 2021 was like in terms of films because yeah. i was like yeah. i almost, I almost oh, was like gotcha. my favorite horror comedy because i'm like this was like the year of horror comedy that just knocked it out of the park but uh in terms of political social reflective of the times i think uh safer at home would have been would have been my first choice in the i think lucky is a good one though because yeah. i think you know still and i'm not trying to make anyone upset by my comment but the reality is this women are more likely to be subject to domestic violence they are more likely to be subject to sexual assault that is reality and it happens every day and it happens all around the world and i think that you know you may not engage in that behavior as an individual but the reality is it happens and that's what lucky was trying to present mm-hmm. and the response the response right? that people had to the film almost reinforces the message exactly. of the film Yes, because of how right? nonchalant the characters, the male characters in the film are, like, oh, this is the guy who comes and tries to kill you every single night. Yeah, like it's so not like yes, this is the threat that you face every single day, yeah. all day for your entire life. But we're because we don't face it, we just sort of cavalier and nonchalant yep. about and it, sweep it under the yeah. rug, just exactly yeah. right. So I'm really glad you brought that to the table, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So this is uh, the next category or the oh next God. award is one that I am not. <laughs> That's what's hard. Oh, this God. Because <laughs> this year yeah. has not been good for this type of no, uh, genre. Um, but that is Anthology Film of the Year. <sighs> All right. So is I went through. <laughs> I know. I was going to say I went through every anthology I watched this year and I'm going, I really don't have one that just stands out. And so I think for me, I might get shit for this one from you too. But uh, I think for me i am gonna have to go with vhs 94 as much as i that's okay there was some there was some good segments in that one well there was good segments and also the reason i think of like this film is because us three watched it together for my birthday so it means a little more to me so that's the only reason i picked this film it's like it has some segments like hail ratma that hail i was about to say hail ratma Uh, Ratma was great the first two segments yeah, the first two segments were good. The third segment third one was well done. It was just too long. Yeah, third segment was just too long, but it was still fun. Yeah. Everyone then, loves everyone loves that third segment. I yeah, just, and I'm like, like, it was fine. It was okay. That fourth segment was dreadful. Yeah, like, it was trash. Um, <laughs> I was so disappointed was trash, in that one. But yeah, and that, that was Scott's family in the fourth segment. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what Scott does for a good time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, VHS ninety four was the one I had to choose from. Just like, just really wasn't that many great ones this year, so I just looked for one that had like a special memory to me so that was uh, yeah watch it with you guys <clears throat> Uh, I had the same problem, um, but I chose isolation. And the reason why I chose isolation is because there is a scene with two young kids trying yeah. to survive. And I was like emotional. I was like, I hope these kids make it. Like I was getting like real <laughs> worried about these two little ones. And that is why that one won for me. The rest of the uh-huh. stories were not bad. They were okay. They were interesting enough. There was one about like one chick who, was, who took conspiracies too far. Oh, no, I did love that one. That one. Right? Was and there was like one guy who took getting sick too far and all that other shit. Um, so it wasn't horrible. It was it was definitely like well capturing. But that scene with that one with those two little kids 
and waiting for their parents to come home who weren't coming home and they mm-hmm. had to somehow survive together pulled on my feels. And um, yeah, so that's why that one for me. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, honestly, um, I, I put two films down on the list just basically because I like the idea behind what they were trying to do. I felt like neither one achieved anything above average. But one was called Scare Us. I like the idea yeah. of yep. people gathering for a book club in this old timey bookstore yeah. and telling scary stories. That was and, a good one. You know, yeah. a, a killer on loose killing people within the, the neighborhood. It, it was a good setup. I felt like it was very predictable. And the actual stories within the anthology were just sort of lazy and underdeveloped. But mm-hmm. I like the concept of it. Another one that I like the concept of, but didn't quite deliver was Phobias. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I-, I love the idea of playing on the phobias. I thought a few of them were cool. Some of them, again, were not so great, but the concepts, both these concepts to me were like good concepts. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. Like, both honestly, of those probably, like probably like five and a half, six out of tens for, for both of these. Yeah. Like nothing nothing yeah. special, but far, far from the worst I've seen. But anthologies yes. did suffer this year. Yeah, they did. This was not a year for anthologies, unfortunately. No, but no. But this was a year for best international films. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good thing you didn't say best domestic film because I feel like everything is international. This year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, right? Um, so, yeah, um, I will have to say uh, this one got brought up earlier, uh, but that is The Maid. I fucking nice. love me. this movie. Nice. Yeah. Look at you guys twinning out so much. I know. <laughs> Um, great minds think alike, Brandon. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this is thanks to you suggesting it. I watched it and yeah, did not expect it to go the way it did. And then that last 20 minutes went fucking insane. Right. Like, yeah. God, this movie was incredible. Um, yeah. I did have a runner up and that was Censor. Um, cause just, that's another great film. Um, mm-hmm. and a British film. So it and, is international. Yep. yep. Uh, but yeah, like those are my choices. How about you, Heather? Well, you said mine excellent film check it out if you guys haven't had a chance to it is available on tubi the maid um brandon and prime and prime also and prime Prime. Prime. yeah and and dave parker was the one who told me to check it out because based on the cover art not that i'm a cover art you know you know live or die by the cover art but uh based on the cover i was just like oh this looks like a generic asian film that i'm probably skip but it was it was solid mine my choice is also a thai film and it's a found footage mockumentary called The Medium. Excellent film. Nice. Yeah. I still, I never did get around to that one. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely have to. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the best found footage mockumentaries of the year. Strong year for found footage mockumentary. Very much so. Type films. And uh, man, from, the, from the, the group that wrote The Wailing. And this one's a little bit long. It's like a two hour, 10 minute film. But man, it's really well developed. And, uh, you know, I just a quick synopsis of the story. It's basically a documentary crew following around a shaman and her family and chaos ensues <laughs> yeah when uh one of the family members becomes possessed and they mistake it for the the spirit of the goddess passing on from one shaman to the other but it turns out to be something a lot more sinister and Ooh. man it is it it's dark it's dark and it's unapologetic and there's again there's no comedy in this one and the actress who plays um the character's name is mink the one who's possessed in this film she almost won Best Actress for me. She was runner-up. Nice. She, she is committed to this role. I felt like mm-hmm. I was watching a documentary about a girl possessed. She was she was really good. Fucking awesome. When she shoves that kid in the ball pit. You oh, my those? God. Yes. yes. There's so many yeah. iconic scenes. When she had, she's yeah. tormenting the kids in the ball pit. There's one where she's yeah. she's in the basement just lurking there in, like, the night vision. She, she There's a scene with a dog. There's a scene with her, you Incredible know, film. fornicating at, at the office, which Heather knows a lot about. Oh, man. That's like, that was me, actually. I was her stunt double for that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Damn, I really regret that I never did get around to this one in time. Well, it's never too late. It's never too late, this one was Shutter, right? Yeah, this was Shutter. Yeah, was Shutter. yeah, yeah so. get on that. Yeah, but I will. Fucking killed it. Um, but yeah, you, like because you know me, I was trying to watch a lot of the stuff at work, and uh, this was one of those that I had to have to watch at home, and I just did not have the chance to because then it was a long yeah. film. Then mm-hmm. yeah, just never got to it, unfortunately. Um, but our next award is most overhyped. Um, for me, this was no contest. We made fun of it. Like, no, I guess we didn't make fun of it nearly as much as we did Halloween Kills. But uh, Malignant. Oh my God, that was my same. Thing too. <laughs> Honestly, Best wigs ever. Best we're tri- ever. We're triplets because Malignant. Yes. I had two choices, <laughs> but Malignant, Malignant was my number one choice. So we 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 tripled out on that one. Like, nice. remember how excited we were, guys, and we were like, "Oh man, it's gonna be great!" And we watched, it, we were like, "Oh, that was all right." <laughs> like everyone built this one up for like something like it was fun at the end but like it just was silly hey, <laughs> it was Christian, Christian, Christian's with us on this one too yep. so yeah like it was fine you know it wasn't a horrible film it really wasn't but it wasn't like one of the best movies of the year it no. was it was just there and like it was a pretty easy plot to pick apart halfway through and anyway yeah yeah and Halloween Kills was my runner-up did you guys have yeah. that as your runner-up I did <laughs> I, I did <laughs> I didn't. For my runner-up, because I looked at a lot of year-end lists online, I saw this film, and it's from a director I, I like, Ben Wheatley. Oh, in, yeah. In the, in the Earth. Another eco-horror film. I'm, I've said it yeah. before, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but this one was so dreadfully boring that the fact that anyone <laughs> liked it, even if one person in the world liked it, makes it overhyped, because it was so fucking boring. <laughs> and maybe it just went above me, what, what, what was being said here, but I'm sorry. I love Kill List. I love Sightseers. Um, I'm a fan of his, but this one just didn't do it for me. So well, you're you're up. probably correct because I talked to someone else who's not a podcaster who said the exact same thing. That's a big Ben Wheatley fan, and then really, the, yeah. So okay, good, I, I think your opinion is pretty consistent. Right. Um, I don't even remember it. That tells you yeah. how like un fucking connected I was. I don't. You even were remember. probably in a coma because that's what this. <laughs> This film and Seder was another one. Yes. That, yeah, Seder was boring I, as fuck too. Yeah. Man, I, I know it's getting praised and part of me wants to go back and give it a watch. Maybe I maybe I missed something, but man, yeah. that was like taking uh, propofol. That Seder yes. might be the thing that killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are these are overhyped films for sure. So, you know, yeah, there are there. much better eco-friendly uh films like <laughs> uh like Gaia. what is that? Uh, Gaia, and then what was the one with Adrian in the Marbeau? Earth? In uh, no, that was oh, Unearth. Oh, Unearth. Yes, Unearth yeah. was really good. Yeah, yeah, very good movie. Good call. Um, but you know, we talked about overhyped. So now we got to go with underhyped, and I went with this one just because it seems like I was the only one championing it for the longest time, and then a couple people either listened to the show and finally decided to watch it, or heard about it through other people, but. I'm going with ankle biters or cherry pickers again because like this one just did not get talked about and I feel it is one that should have because it just got overlooked. Yeah, it did. And it got overlooked probably because it's low budget, didn't have huge distribution. Um, and hopefully this will be one that will probably be a cult like yes. following, right? Um, for me, I've said it already, The Nighthouse. This movie should have made more in the theater than it did and it's a fucking shame that it didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's all I'll say about that one. Nice. And Brandon. Yeah, I had two. Um, two years ago, my number one film was a film called I See You. And the filmmaker put out a film this year called Night Keith, which was a, a lot of fun. It also yes. a Netflix film. Just had a blast with a, a lot of fun. Good film. And another one that's getting good praise from um, 
uh, Maury and Bastillo, who did uh, Inside. They did Candisha also this year, but The Deep House, which, you know, took yes. Two, yes. Two, two ideas that have been done to death, you know, underwater horror and haunted houses horror, and just combined it in what turned out to be an absolutely great film. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So uh, it is getting some love, but I feel like it's still a little underhyped. Yes, exactly. Like I've heard a few people talk about it, but yeah, it is like it is yeah. pe- not enough people have watched it, I feel. And this is one that yeah. needs, to be, needs to be seen. Agreed. Agreed. Because it is very, very tense. Um, the next one is survival horror. Um, so for this one, there wasn't too many this year that I could remember, or at least ones that I had not seen. Uh, I ended up going with uh, four by four. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, like the one where the guy is trapped in this like high tech car because he decided to break into it and try to steal it. And the car locks him in and he's like stuck in there with it's a bait car, right? Like it's yeah. And man, like the like you at first, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy deserves it for what he's doing. But then as the movie's going on, you're going, oh, this poor guy is getting just tormented and tortured by the other guy on the other side of this. And like it ended up going to a place that I did not expect it to with the mm-hmm. way it ended up playing out. And man, yeah, very good film. Once again, something I have not heard anybody else really talk about. No, on, pr- I on think, Prime now as well. Yeah, I think only the three of us have watched it. I don't know anyone else. That, and maybe Mark Nato. Yeah, probably Mark Nato. <laughs> like, so four. Yeah. <laughs> four of us have got, got an eight out of ten for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Definitely, it's a great, and then again, international film. Yeah. You know, absolutely good film. Check it out. Um, for me, it was a quiet place too. I wasn't a big fan of the first quiet place. Um, I really liked, like, I enjoyed the first one. Don't get me wrong, but I liked this one more. I liked there was more action in it. I really liked how the one young lady was kind of outsmarting a lot of things that were happening. Um, I really enjoyed that piece of it, and I enjoyed the new characters that they brought into this. Brandon, do you yeah. want to chime in? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I felt like a lot of people, like, I felt like this one came and went. I feel like people enjoyed it, but the first one got so much praise, and I love the first yeah. one, but I also just equally love this one. It just did a great setup of, of the alien invasion. I, I like the idea of bringing Killian Murphy into it. I think he's a great actor. And the daughter, Millicent uh, Simmons, I think, or I, I think that's her name, who played Reagan, steps up and the kids are really like the focal point and the leads in this and the POV of, of really seeing through her her eyes and the fact that she can't hear living in this world where being so being acute to sound is is key to survival and she can't it's it was really horrifying so i felt like yeah. the tension was there just as much for me as it was in the first one so Agreed. that's why i yeah. agree with you heather and wow like uh this is a quiet place too great movie and one i just didn't think about in the survival horror genre like i just didn't think of it as a survival horror film like yeah it just didn't occur to me but yeah, yeah but i'm glad you brought one i'm glad you brought four by four though because that's a good fucking film that people don't yeah. know about you know yeah i was so. trying to think of strictly survival horror because i didn't think quiet place Two fit into it so i'm really glad that heather had it on there because i'm yeah. almost gonna be like is it survival horror it is yeah. 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 yeah 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 i just didn't think of it at the time but yeah it absolutely is <laughs> yeah uh so yeah the next one this is always the fun category it's not horror yes it is so <laughs> uh for this one um, it's our fuck you category it's our fuck you category we think it's a horror movie <laughs> and i have a feeling this one may be uh i may be a twinsies or triple triple it with this hell one. yeah say it uh it's gotta be silent night hell yeah it is <laughs> that is not mine oh wow <gasps> mine is don't tell a soul oh we watched this earlier on this year and i think people would argue that this is a crime drama more than it is or a thriller 
And I thought it was a fucking great, well acted film. And the ending really solidified it for me. Because I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone missed that one from last year, I strongly recommend checking it out. It's yes, a good, nice. well done film. But Silent Night is. Yeah. yeah, I had a runner up too, just because it's a film I really enjoyed and almost made my year end list, but I just excluded it because um, it felt just more straight up sci-fi and uh, it's Alexandra Aja's Oxygen. Oh, and I Good did film. not see that one. Good film. It's on, yeah, on Netflix, really, really enjoyed it. and uh, But it just felt like a straight up sci-fi film. Yeah, I... Uh, but yeah, I wanted to like at least say with Silent Night, like this is like an end of the world scenario, and with what happens in this, this is what makes this horror with the way that people go about everything. It like plays yeah. out like a black comedy, but it is to me, it is horror. Dude, and that, just, to- like, that tone from the beginning for me was just yeah. a sense of dread throughout. And if you don't mm-hmm. feel it, that's fine. Like I, I won't argue. Like you know yeah like because you brought yeah, you up very see. good arguments on your show when you talked about it and yeah i agreed with every one that you said hey and look i was uh, i was admitting i was wrong with some things last night because i've i've learned some things from listening to interviews with the director about it about actual things that happened or didn't happen and uh i was wrong on some things and yet it, you know i still love it that much because mm-hmm. i was able to make peace with it but to me it was definitely a horror film yeah, but yeah, don't tell a soul. Same thing. Like I felt that one was horror. Like I didn't even think any anything else. Fucking like, great it, film. Yeah, and a lot of people forget that one because it came out earlier this year. It's one you should watch. Yeah, another one you should watch too. Just in it makes me think of Don't Tell a Soul is uh, John John in the Hole. I've heard of that I, one. Yeah, I rented it. Very good. Uh, it has, I believe, I believe Michael C. Hall was in that one. Oh, nice. Played Dexter, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was oh, wow. as, as the father. Nice. Uh, but also very similar in, in tone nice. to that. And uh, so check that awesome. one out as well. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So the next one, next award is Haunting Done Right. So uh, this one, I went, I have two. So I went with The Night House for the award. Because mm-hmm. this was definitely like a very haunted film very well done very well acted pretty much everything heather and brandon have said about this film amazing uh my runner-up was the vigil same with me that was my number one the vigil oh, nice nice fucking awesome film the main character art was his name it was his name brandon you said his name earlier the gentleman no yeah yakov yakos um fucking phenomenal fucking phenomenal creepy scary Mm -hmm. um and thank you for having something besides fucking christianity and their fucking horror films (laughs) right (laughs) thank you for including other races not other other religions and cultures that was great i i found it beyond interesting i really like that movie it came out february i think scott and i saw a copy of it yep um and i'm glad more people are getting to it now because it's a really good film yeah, and I, I agree about the night house certainly being a haunting done right, and also the deep house. Yeah, I mean, yes, I deep house is really good. Really effective scares with those uh, with those ghosts underwater and the way they moved, you know. And of course, you know the nothing or nothing, whatever he's called in the in the night house. Just two great examples of of hauntings done right. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Um, this next category, though, I feel was made specifically for this movie, even though we had it last year. But uh, is it sci-fi? Is it horror? Who cares? It's good. Uh, instantly, the movie I thought of, Synchronic. Nice. That, that movie is sci-fi. It's horror. It's fucking good. Um, like, I love the fact that this, like, weird drug is on the streets that somehow, like, just opens your, uh, opens you up to being able to get transported to different times and, like, crazy shit ends up just happening when you do this over like when you do the drug over and over and over again like 
you could be gone for days. You could be gone for minutes. It just, it's different each time. And you go to different, uh, different parts of the world and different times. And it's fucking crazy and trippy. And I forget the names of the directors, but like, you know, Benson, Benson and Moorhead. Yes. Benson and Moorhead. And by like every movie they have done is always just been so unique and so interesting. And resolution, the endless the spring. spring. Yeah, man. Every one of them just fucking great movies. And synchronic is right up there as well. Like amazing movie. Absolutely. Um, For me, it was Beander. I think Beander is a film that a lot of people uh, may or may not watch watch it's um it's a concept of cube only very different there's only uh, two actors in it really and uh well i guess a third at the end but it's fucking amazing this woman that's in it steals yeah. the show Guy, it Guy is so Weiss. suspenseful Guy Weiss is her name. i know brandon's a fan he's seen it he really enjoyed it I, um I, I made sure i wrote her name down because she i mean it's it's really you know there are a couple of other actors in it but it's really a one-woman show and if you're not on board with her then then you're not going to enjoy it but she is yeah. fantastic and she tries yeah. the film and, and the movie is just great throughout this film i thought what would i do if that was me yeah i don't know if you guys did that but i was like what would i do and there's certain there's one scene where she's very um exhausted we'll say <laughs> and i was like you know i don't know what choice i would make at that point i would take you know? the vaccine <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give me the shot <laughs> she's like give me the covid booster um but yeah it, it's a great film please check it out if you haven't had a chance to and brandon what's yours mine was also synchronic Benson and Moorhead yes. always make my list. They're very unique filmmakers that always bring a, a unique original idea. Uh, this one definitely took some inspiration from uh, from Beyond, with yeah. you yes. know, with the idea of the pineal gland and, and the fact that the younger people with the underdeveloped pineal gland travel through time, whereas the older people, where it's calcified over, don't really travel. But and then Anthony Mackie's character, because he has an underdeveloped uh, pineal gland, is able to, you know, be our, you know, protagonist is able to help rescue his partner's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And this, like, because this was a movie I seen like very early on in the year, never did get a chance to rewatch it. But man, like, it, yeah. like certain scenes of this film have stuck with me since the beginning of the year. Yeah. Very and you and I, and you and I, Brandon, were discussing like, is, would you consider this horror? Would you consider oh, this sci-fi? It, like, it, it, yeah. made, it made my top twenty-one, so nice. I considered it horror, and I didn't yep. really get any complaints except for the fact that people didn't see it. But uh, I wow. definitely consider it horror, and uh, yeah, the, the scene for me that sticks with me is um, is Hawking disappearing. Yes, the dog. It's just, oh it's, man! Oh, oh. oh god! Yeah, that hit. <laughs> oh, man, he's so, oh god! Tugs at the but, heart. But what a good, what a really good, unique film. Yeah, yeah. those. These two movies, like, were the two that I thought of, like, right away were Meander and Synchronic, because Meander also, yeah, like, that's very sci-fi-ish, cube-like, but also horror elements and just amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Both awesome films, right? Yeah. Uh, the next category, a little too real. <laughs> uh, I have two for this one. Uh, Brandon kind of briefly mentioned this one earlier, but lucky. I did give this mm-hmm. a, I, I have to uh, take back what I said about the film way earlier in the year because I watched it last year when uh, Shudder decided to premiere it one night only on Halloween night. Um, not the best movie to watch on Halloween night and really threw me off on like what this movie was about and I didn't fully understand it. And then having a little more, uh, I guess, insight to the film and going back and rewatching it and just like, you know, 
what women have to deal with, like constantly, like, you know, the fear of this type of shit happening all the time. And the men just like, we're saying well, kind of sweeping it under the rug without giving too much information. You've met people this year that have yes. had this experience. And I think that's what makes the difference. Yes, it does. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah. This film a little too real. Uh, yeah. The other one, uh, this one we both watched really earlier in the year, and I'm not sure if Brandon's seen it or not. I don't, he never talked to us about it as far as I know, but run, hide, fight. Yeah, that was really yeah, upsetting. I saw, I, I saw it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. School school shooting with really graphic violence. It was yeah. very graphic. Like, very this graphic. one hit hard. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, but yeah, a little too real for both these films. Uh, yeah, like, they hit 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 it pretty hard. No, it was, yeah. a, it was a good film. The only thing that maybe kind of, I mean, I didn't consider it horror, but uh, the only thing that kind of maybe, det- you know, detached me a little bit from it at the end was, you know, how coincidental that her father's you know an expert sniper yeah, right <laughs> well he was in army he was in the army in all fairness right they do set that up at the beginning so then i yeah, i do right. have to say i heard someone say this is basically a die hard in a school and you're not wrong it is but it's a it's little more wrong. darker <laughs> and i think it's a reality that shit like this happens yeah. and we shouldn't have school shootings can no. we all just accept the fact that maybe kids shouldn't go to school being afraid that they're going to be fucking shot anyway right um pro school shooting I feel like America is, <laughs> to be honest, or you guys would be doing a whole lot more to prevent them. Right. We don't have those numbers of shootings in Canada and we have guns. So we do have school shootings, but nowhere near the extent. We still talk about polytech that happened in the fucking 80s. So right. <laughs> gives We're, you an idea, right? And, and here, like one happens almost every other day and it just doesn't get talked about because it's just right. common. Because it's just common now, right? um anyway that political side it it is real and i guess that's politics mine was false positive i have a friend that's currently going through fertility treatments and this movie fucking nailed it like it nailed exactly what happens i went with her for one of her treatments and the experience was just like that like mine is pierce brosnan not being the doctor (laughs) so like it was it was just and then it was sean connery it was, it was Sean Connery. Um, and then there was, there's a, there's a conversation she has with her male coworkers about her being pregnant and just some stuff that people say to you. And mm-hmm. it's true. Like there is some stuff that as a female, and I say this as a female who's chosen not to have children that people will say to you. And it's, it's just really, really real. It's a real mm-hmm. raw dialogue. So I really, very real for that. Great choice. Brandon, yeah, how about you? I, I went with coming home in the dark just because of oh, the yeah. I, the idea of um you know suppressing your actions and you know sort of denying any wrongdoings and that's what our lead character sort of does you know our lead character hoagie does around i feel like that's sort of a common theme amongst uh amongst people oh no it wasn't my fault i didn't do it you know i was just there yeah 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 we saw that also in a promising young woman yes we saw that I also there. Se- I still haven't seen that movie. That oh, movie man, you got to see that movie. It's yeah, great. It's a 2020 film, so I didn't. No, I know. I just there, I but I've seen it for some reason. Oh man, it's a good film. You'll really like it, Brandon. All right. All right. So the next one, best horror documentary. Um, Not this com- one comedy. Not best horror yeah, comedy. I have horror comedy. Oh, okay, my list must be screwed up then, because yeah, best horror. Okay, my best horror comedy is like four damn categories it, down. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, that's okay. Uh, best horror <laughs> comedy then. So I'll do that first. Uh, so I have two for this one. Uh, obviously this, this one's been brought up and, uh, I brought this one up earlier and I fucking love it, but psycho Gorman again, I like, I never laughed so fucking hard this year till I watched this movie and my God, I was in tears with some of the shit that was going on in it. Um, 
I also have a runner-up, and that is Benny Loves You. Uh, oh, just because another cute, me. adorable, funny movie. And just, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and just like, like with the way Benny writes, uh, I'm going to kill you, bitch, or something like that, and it's all misspelled. And <laughs> oh, and he puts the apostrophe in to like... Yeah. Uh, it's just so adorably demented and hilarious and like Benny is one of the most cutest killers ever <laughs> absolutely I love the film too it's great I, my two are uh, Slack which I already talked about earlier yep. I don't need to go into and Vicious Fun which has already yep. been up as well two of my favorite horror comedies that came out this year though there was a lot of good other ones like there was a lot of really good horror yeah. comedies yeah. those were just the two that I enjoyed the most yeah horror comedy was awesome Vicious Fun definitely I'm glad you mentioned that one as well but it was there was only one choice for me, and it was Benny Loves You. Yeah, yeah, just right? the epitome of a perfect horror comedy to me. Love that movie so much. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. Loved all these movies that we're mentioning here because like awesome yeah, horror comedies nailed it this year. Uh, Werewolves and Within would have been another one on my list too. Good mm. one too. Yeah. All right, so Heather, what is the next category to make sure I'm given the right one? Uh, best horror documentary. Okay, now we're back on track. All right, so yeah, best horror documentary. This one, uh, there were two that I was going back and forth with, uh, so I will uh, do. Yes, I'll do both of them. So the one I'm giving this to is Tales of the Uncanny, um, just because I'm a huge anthology lover, and if you are not as well versed in horror anthologies, check out this documentary because man, they cover everything, yeah, they every freaking thing. I'm so mad we saw this one after we did our top five anthology segment. Oh, I know, right? Why couldn't we have watched this like a week before we did that show? But I'm also glad we didn't because they like because we then I would have felt like we were stealing their thunder with the whole like best anthology story because they did that at the end instead of like that. But uh, yeah, great fucking anthology, like or, uh, documentary, like telling, talking about everything you could think of anthology wise. Incredible. Um, and then my runner up is uh, Clapboard Jungle. Same with me. That was my number one. Yeah, that one's fucking amazing. I yeah. think that one just showcases what it's like to be an indie filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I think people sit back like, you know what I mean? It's like when you have people that watch NFL and they're like, I could be a better quarterback as they shove Cheetos into their face. And exactly. You know, I, I feel like this movie for all those people that are like, I could make a better film gives you a reality about how hard it is to make a fucking film. Yeah. And I, and I think it's very humbling. So I recommend it strongly to people watch this in early January still stands true today. It's a, one the best documentary in my opinion that came out this year. Yeah, Brandon, awesome. about, and I was about- surprised because I, I enjoyed that one a lot. And I, you know, we're watching this filmmaker <laughs> struggling to get his film made. And then at the end, you know, he gets his film made and it's a film called life changer. And it made my top 19 in uh, two years ago. And it's on Netflix. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize that this is who we're following. So check out right. the film as well. Life Changer on Netflix and Clapboard Jungle. And Tales of the Young Candy was my runner up. And my, my first is just, I mean, I hope they keep pumping out a part three, part four, part five, you know, indefinitely. And it's In Search of Darkness part two. Yes. I mean, I can, I love these types of films. I just, I can yeah. watch these. They're four and a half hour long documentaries that honestly, it, it, you know, trailers talking about these, you know, supposed to be more obscure horror films but unfortunately you know because we've watched so much they're just like regular films to us now but it's so awesome still seeing people talk about their love for these films and i will give part two more credit because part two did dive deeper into some of the stuff that's more obscure compared to part one it did and but yeah like great freaking documentary like i like it's 
it's four and a half hours long, but it's like the fastest four and a half hours I've ever sat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that goes. in one. I watched that in one sitting easily. It was just like, easy. Just watching it all. I done. remember being sad when it was done. Yeah, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want part, more. Where's part three? Right. And yeah, part, part three will be coming out. It sounds like so. We'll be getting that soon. Good. Now it's a good documentary. So yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm, uh, I'll make sure my categories are still good. Is the next one best uncorked? It is. No, nope, best in. I have best indie, but we'll just do best uncorked because you both have. That's fine. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah. Okay, our lists are mixed up somehow. Okay, interesting. It's fine. Um, so yeah, best uncorked film. Uh, this one there is only one choice for me, and that is Digging to Death. Same here. <laughs> Same here. The rest were fine. I did watch some of them. They were typical uncorked, but this is the one where you're like uncorked. You did it. You yeah. don't always do it uncorked, but today you did. What about you, exactly. Brandon? Uh, you know, I liked the film called Antidote. It was good. I liked um, Digging to Death, but my favorite was Bright Hill Road. Bright Hill oh, Road. Oh, yeah, was that's right. Great. Bright Hill Road was awesome. Yeah, and an underrated yeah. performance from from the lead, uh, Siobhan Williams. I thought she did a yeah. terrific job. She yep. really carried the film. And uh, and another good story about addiction. Yeah. Yes. I forgot yes. about Bright Hill Road. Yes, yeah. that was definitely a good one. Yeah, that would have been my runner-up, actually. So just say the award, Scott, and I'll just find it on my list if I'm out of order. Okay, so next one for us now is Best Indie Film. Uh, for me, um, I went with We Need to Do Something. I freaking love this movie. Uh I might be a little more biased just because this is Michigan based, Michigan filmed, built on, or filmed in a soundstage uh, only about an hour and a half away from me. Um, all around performances, fantastic. One of the most frightening, scariest moments this year for me with the whole good boy scene. My <laughs> God, that just gave me the most, that gave me the deep down shit chills like my whole body i just like <laughs> tightened up i'm going what the fuck is going on that like, was definitely that was definitely the scariest moment of the year i had two scary moments for the year but that definitely who's a good boy just literally made me almost shit myself and yeah. the other was the other was in caveat with the first appearance of a ghost just seeing yes. her face in the distance and i was just like the fuck is that <laughs> but yeah like that when that good boy scene happens that's when you're because at first i'm going okay so this is gonna be some type of survival horror film where they're just trying to survive in this bathroom because they're trapped or whatever and it's just going to be built up tension then you're going oh no there is something way more sinister going on here <laughs> for sure uh but yeah sure. fucking love this movie and i had to give it i had to give it props for this one. Oh Absolutely. yeah um for me it's super hot brandon brought it up earlier i think oh, super yeah. hot is an underrated indie film truly made on low budget similar to ankle biters and uh people should check it out it's a fucking fun film yeah and, i feel like uh, i should have super hot as my pick because it's, yeah it's, what's yours it's, it's, i love it mine, mine's benny loves you i can't praise this film enough and i agree fact, though it's and just awesome. the fact that um carl holt you know who who <laughs> wrote directed and as i mentioned earlier did everything in the film and stars and it, it's just that i mean it's the definition of indie he literally did everything to get his project made and it's such a fantastic film yeah great but super hot is so much fun like i'm so glad that got mentioned obviously we need to do something these are all films i i praise highly the year of indie films man yeah it's been like yeah the the end of films this year have been incredible uh so this one we're gonna kind of take a step away from horror for a quick second and do best non-horror film um for me there were actually two that i wanted to bring up one shockingly enough i can't believe i'm gonna say this but no no i i do love mortal Kombat, but for the two films i've seen this year i'm just shocked um okay well i'll give the award first then i'll give my runner up the runner up is the shocking one uh but 
the award for best non-horror film for me is the green knight um this movie is right up my fucking alley i mean yes it's a24 heather i know blah 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 (laughs) but a 24 hour film But this is basically talking about the Green Knight legend from the Arthurian legend. I am a huge Arthurian, like, not, I love King Arthur and the story of all that, space. but it's still Lancelot. The way it is filmed is incredible. It is beautifully shot. It is uh, the fantasy genre right up my fucking alley. Did they use cameras from the Green Knight period? They did. Yes. They went back and they used cameras from the Green Knight period, which made Scott like it more. And then they made everyone walk around in armor the entire time. Yes. No matter how hot it was. Milady, the fucking armor on. Lady, would you like an ale? <laughs> um, but this one was one of those that uh, I would say like it's very borderline. It, I would not be arguing with anybody if they put it on their horror list. This one just wasn't horror enough for me, but it was an amazing fucking movie. Performances all around were incredible. The Green Knight itself looked fucking awesome. And like, there were some good gory moments to it. And just like um, a talking fox, which was just adorable. And I loved it. Um, But yeah, this movie, awesome, awesome, awesome. This is a 10 out of 10 film for me. Like oh, I wow. will be buying this movie. Oh um, wow! Oh wow! Oh, what wow. was your runner? What did you say your runner up was? No, uh, we already got there. You're still talking about the fucking Green Knight. <laughs> I thought he. Said, I thought he said it really quick at the beginning. Uh, no. no, I I started uh, tripping over my own words. I meant to leave the runner up for last. So too excited. Oh, okay. This is the one where I'm kind of shocked and put it on my list because I never would expect I would have something from this universe on here. And that is from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Off this fucking show. (laughs) But I have to say, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie was so much freaking fun. And the fact that they like are bringing in like stuff from the old spider-man films that sony did back in the early 2000s with toby Maguire and andrew garfield and all this shit like it was such a well done like actually kind of a heart-wrenching story too like with what happens in this movie and like actually it made me tear up a little bit and like but at the same time was a ton of fun and okay. hit me with the nostalgia <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god so now that scott's done talking fuck fuck man green knight oh my god they got us i haven't Um, seen either one of those films yet but i want to okay you don't need to see it you're not i don't really want to i don't really want to watch green knight Uh, i've heard from other people is a good film i'm just teasing you um so mine was the beta test because i thought that movie fit my my um my comedy and stuff if people haven't checked it out yet if you like the wolf of snow hollow um you'll like this film it's it's based on like uh (laughs) if you had an opportunity to have uh you know anonymous sex and you're in a relationship would you take it and the problems that come with that but my favorite line was get over here from uh, mortal Kombat" because that's what i say to my dates and then i say finish him <laughs> as i'm finishing off so <laughs> bravo get over here that's what i say all the time and then when she's it done flawless and then i then flawless victory the guy's like can i leave now he's just sitting there going ah. he's just like this is getting real fucking weird fatality um, <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> actually my nights usually end. round three my Fuck. no i don't even get round, my nights definitely don't end with round three what do they end with in the mortal Kombat universe friendship 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 <laughs> <laughs> like you have breached french zone <laughs> friendship friendship oh love it oh my god I good choice 
What's your favorite? Mine is the poor man's uh, John Wick, and it's called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Ah, that's and a great Lloyd. film. This it's film is amazing. This film is absolutely like I didn't know what I was getting into watching it, but man, it was absolutely one of the best action films I've ever seen. Just so much fun. I need Bob to see Odenkirk. this one still. Bob Odenkirk's amazing. Christopher Lloyd's amazing. RZA is in it for a little bit. It's just it's such a good film. Yeah, I have heard nothing but praise for this film, yeah, and I awesome. need to watch it. Awesome. It's not A24, but Scott may watch oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> he only likes A24 films. <laughs> <laughs> Smart right, ass. What's our next fucking award? All right. The next category is Best First Time Feature Length Directorial Debut. Uh-oh. Um, I feel like there... Scott's going to steal mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure, actually, but uh, like there was a lot to choose from this year. There were a lot of first time feature length directors like that yeah just did incredible jobs um but the one i went with was uh censor i mean with the oh, same yeah nice. like, it's like just an incredibly well done movie how do well you say acted. the name uh the director oh censor. yeah Pon- it's it pono <laughs> <laughs> you like that <laughs> censor. is that how you say it <laughs> is it you guys aren't Pano. even prepared. I have I, the name Prano Bailey Bond. Yeah, it's Prano Bailey Bond. Prano Prano Bailey Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Prano Bailey Bond. Let's say it's censor. Censor. How do you set mine? Censor. How do you say the name? Censor. <laughs> I actually went with a film that I feel like you guys have been blowing the whole night, which I love, but I, you know, just finally shows up in the war with Sean King O'Grady. We need to do something. Yeah. 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 It was. Awesome so that was, that was my choice i wanted to um, highlight that film from my end so that that is uh probably would have been mine but i did i completely forgot that was the first time directorial debut uh, yeah i think oh my god for as much as you blow it i don't know think he might have done a that. documentary but like for uh you know I, I i still highlight it anyway yeah like i'm glad you did because yeah that one's just an incredible first time movie like that um all right so next is best practical effects uh, this one, I have to go with my hunky boy again and go Psycho Gorman because uh, the practical effects in this were fucking amazing and like and fit the film with what they were going with. So like if you are a fan of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you get some really awesome costume designs from the alien creatures that show up in this movie. The uh, paladins are these angel like beings that just look like their uh, skin is pure armor, but it's actually their flesh and just looks freaking sweet. Um, not surprising since Steven Kostansky is a well-known makeup effects or a practical effects makeup guy. And he directed this film and put all of his work into this. You can tell that's where the budget of this movie really went was in the designs of the costumes, the gore effects, because the poor bio cop, as I would like to call it, because it's definitely a uh, nod to their fake trailer bio cop. But um, yeah, the guy gets basically melted and he's just like still alive somehow and like trying to kill himself the whole time. But it's like his oh, face yeah, all funny. gooey and gory. That's funny. <laughs> and then the poor little boy that gets turned into the giant brain that's just <laughs> walking yeah. around the whole time. Such a weird film. It, it is, really is. But, but the practical effects are out of this world good. I agree, yeah. Scotty. That would have been my pick, but I decided to go a little more basic. And I decided to go with the night they knock. And I decided to go with the pool ball scene. Because oh, I thought we... that for a lo- the night they knocked, Oh, the night. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and the pool ball scene. Where yeah. They put the, yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, if you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen this movie, it is a low-budget film on Prime. And yet again, if you're looking at doing your own fucking film one day, everybody, you need to watch these films to get an idea of what you're actually working with. 
and the practical effects that was done in this film were quite good. Psycho yeah. Gorman, obviously, they had the budget though. They they yeah. had the money. They could go over the top, and they did a great job. But if for bare budget practical effects, the night they knocked that kill to me stood out. Yep. And, I have, yeah. and I have to say, the night they knocked. If you're gonna go watch it, uh, ignore the cover because the cover does make it look like something extremely generic and like just like it won't be good. But this was definitely a surprise watch for all of us. Yeah, Tubi as well. Oh, it is on Tubi. Okay, nice. Now, what is what is yours, Brandon? I went with Sound of Violence. Nice. Yes. I had to. As much as like I, I wanted to like the film more, I still give it a, a decent enough score, but I thought the, the kills and the effects in it were just brutal. And and even though the the boombox kill and everything looks awesome, and I, I do think it's silly, it does look awesome, but I feel like all the kills that came before look equally as awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the sound booth kill. Oh Ooh. my god. god yeah, that the exploding head. How how can I yeah. not, you know, highlight a film that has an exploding head? Right. <laughs> huh? I like exploding heads too, Brandon. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's our I think we're finally at our last one because Scott added 15 more re- awards unless, unless, for five hours. Scott wants to talk about Psycho Gorman some more, the Green Or Green Knight. Oh, oh give me t- oh, give me yeah. give me a moment. I will. I'll, I can do this all day, boys. Or do do I? Or my lady? I I don't like hunky boys or sexy women. Or do I? (laughs) I think Scott's funnier than Psycho Gorman. Scott is funny. Um, But our last award is for most stylish. And I... (laughs) You created it for one film. I I literally did. I I couldn't help it. For Psycho Gorman! Or did he? Or did I? <laughs> um, but nope, the most stylish film for me, Last Night in Soho. I mean, it's just, it's a painting come to life in a way. It's beautiful. Everything, like the way it is edited is beautiful and stylish. The way it edits with music, the way it just looks, the costuming and everything. Just it, it. This movie just oozes style for me. Like I just incredible, beautiful film. I had last night in Soho, but I want to shout out Meander because Meander yeah. was another movie that was fucking stylish and stylish and awesome this year that came out. Yeah, agree, agree with both of those. And I had last night in Soho, but then when I realized what Scott did there with creating <laughs> this, I, I had to highlight another film which made my top twenty and uh, probably would have been higher if I got to see it more than once. But uh, Titan yes uh, nice just just a, a great film that a lot of people are talking about and uh very stylish <laughs> yeah very very stylish and like what is her name and uh, some great kills and it almost had a best kill in it because even though you don't really see much there's a kill involving a uh a stool yeah, yeah. <laughs> like within that first act some of those kills were yeah insane <laughs> Well, those are our 2021 horror awards. We hope that we gave some films that you hadn't seen and you hadn't checked out. And what we're going to do now is we're going to very quickly go through our top 10. So we're just going to list each of us our top 10. I'll go first because I'm already talking. Yep, and then we'll do our uh, honorable mentions after that. Oh, well, no, we'll just do honorable mentions altogether. I'll do my top 10 in honorable mentions. Like we don't need to drag this out, right? We're going to be mentioning films we've already seen. Um, number 10 for me was The Stylist. I really enjoyed this film. Um, stuck with me throughout the year. Candyman was my number nine. Number eight was Slack. Number seven was The Medium. Number six was Benny Loves You. Shout out to you, Brandon. Wow. Uh, the fifth was The Night House. The fourth was We Need to Do Something. And then my top three, which honestly could be interchangeable any day of the week, 
so I have them ranked one to three, but I love them all equally is The Sound of Violence, Mm -hmm. Last Night in Soho, and Censor. Nice. And my honorable mentions are The Gin, My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To, The Vigil, Chompy and the Girls, Vicious Fun, Fear of Rain, Digging to Death, and False Positive. And we'll post our top tens after this um, episode is dropped. We'll ask Brandon to just send us his or message. Will or will we? Or will we? we? And people can see it, but our awards are our focus, which is why I'm just going through the top tens quick. So Scotty, yes. go ahead. All right. Uh, so my number 10 is My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. Uh, just like we've talked about this movie, it's a great... Uh, Great drama horror film with very incredible acting. Uh, but uh, my number nine is Cherry Pickers, aka Ankle Biters. I've I said this would be in my top ten by the end of the year, and yep, it stayed there. I had so much fun with this film. Uh, my number eight is Censor. Uh, we've talked about that a million times. Um, my number seven is Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Uh, freaking just creepy ass film, really well done. Um, my number six is The Maid, uh, another just fantastic international film. My number five is Fear of Rain. My number four is Psycho Gorman, which I bet people were shocked it's not higher up. <laughs> not your number four. You're not my number four. Um, <laughs> my uh, number three is We Need to Do Something. Number two is Silent Night. And number one is Last Night in Soho. Um, Then my runners up are Sound of Violence, Jacob's Wife, The Vigil, Benny Loves You, Howard's Mill, and Chompy and the Girls. Awesome. All right, Brandon, bring us in. The most anticipated top 10 of the year. I don't don't know about that, but I think it's got a lot of common films. Uh, My number 10 was Vicious Fun. Nice. My number nine was Coming Home in the Dark. Nice. My number eight was a film we didn't really talk about much, but it did win an award on on Exploding Heads for Best Score by me, which was Come True. Oh, nice. It's it's also on um, Hulu, so check that out. Number seven, To Be Found Footage, my favorite found footage film of the year, Howard's Mill. Also, we talked about a lot. Absolutely haunting film. Has like Mongo vibes in the sense that it lingers with you long after it's over. Sure does. So check that out. My number six 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 is the trip on netflix i told you norwegian film great check it out number five benny loves you just a perfect uh horror comedy number four the vigil uh great horror film set in the orthodox jewish community number three last night in soho again these top three can be interchangeable but last night in soho fantastic film number two Broadcast signal intrusion. Nice. And my number one, uh, Silent Night. Just it, yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. Wow. Awesome. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the two films. The, the my number twelve was the medium, and my number eleven, which just missed out on the top ten, which was all my friends are dead on Netflix, awesome. which I fucking awesome. love. I, honestly, and awesome. I am like I I I said it earlier in like earlier like this week but I was like I have a feeling like a lot of people's top 10s are going to be vastly different this year because there was just so many such a variety of good films but I had figured like us three would have more similarities but you know we we had some pretty uh, good variety in our top 10 this year that's awesome yeah well I gotta say like you guys had films that obviously we did a top 21 that I had in my top 21 and even the ones that didn't make my list were ones that I did rewatches. Like I did like 35 rewatches. So literally my top 35 were like all films that were mentioned. There's really nothing that that I feel like you guys missed that that I didn't love. So, I mean, 
out of yep. 290 films watched, you know, to have all these films be at the top of the uh, pile shows that we share pretty similar and pretty solid taste. In Which means you just have to listen to Brandon, Scott, and I, and then you'll yeah. know what movies to yeah. watch. Basically, is what we're saying. Except for the green. Awesome. Except for- <laughs> where does Scott didn't say Lamb? I was pretty sure Lamb because it's A24. Did you know that they used the same law- lambs in every yeah. scene to keep it consistent? Yeah, Scott. they use they use lambs from the yeah. old days. Yes, they went back in time and they got old lambs. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> they, my they god! I gotta the- give. I'm sorry. I just I gotta give props to Derek just because he had the best description of lamb, which is a fucked up version of Paddington, which is <laughs> really yes. what this film is. It's yeah, really, it's true. It's, it's really a messed up Paddington. It really is, and not a bad the, film. Well yeah, acted, not just a bit, not a bit. weird. You know, cute, like an A24 film. Cute right? lamb. Very, <laughs> very, cute lamb. very cute lamb. Oh, my God. And uh, Scott's number one will be The Northman, by the way, everybody. Um, oh, so you might God. as you don't even need to tune in to 2022. And Brandon and I will fall asleep. My, um, my least anticipated is The Northman. <laughs> I almost fell asleep looking at the poster the other day. <laughs> Do not operate heavy machinery <laughs> while looking at the poster. <laughs> Honestly, for 2022, there's one film that I'm dying to see, and it's strictly based off a screen five. No, because we know nothing about it. It's nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. Nope. Yes. Jordan Peele's good. He keeps. He keeps. He keeps his secrets. You know. Fine. Keep your secrets. Keep your secrets. But um, he'll he'll peel back the layers on that soon. Oh yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yep, Nope and Evil Dead Rise are the two I'm looking forward to seeing this year. And The Northman. Scott's already oh. number one. Number well, one for Scott this year I'm, is The Northman. You heard it here at the <laughs> beginning of this year. I'm having a feeling that will not be a horror film, so I'm just going to like not say horror. You'll make it a horror movie. You won't it's matter. like 13 and hours then... long. Like the, right. it, it, the, the 11th hour was my favorite hour. Yeah, you know, I didn't really like that they used Viking ships from the Viking time and then they made everyone God, become Vikings and they had to live like Vikings. I, I like that the they actually filled it in, in Minnesota, which is the home of the Vikings. And, and, and it was like really, really cool. And they, they filmed it in the north because it's called the Northmen and they used men who were originally from the north. <laughs> Hey, Let's go. Go. This, this is for my Game of Thrones fans. The North remembers. Yeah. Okay. Look, we're not nerds, so you're talking. <laughs> I can't to the believe people. that of the three of us, Scott's the one that's not single currently. I. Uh, you know what? Actually, right? is it is a shock. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that not that this is a bad thing but the fact that he's in a heterosexual relationship shop. <laughs> now you've totally given it away though scott can't get all the mad bitches that he was hoping to get oh. from this podcast oh they're mad so if they're with them they're mad so many mad oh my god they're mad bitches oh, they're but mad. That's, don't you have to go make some ornaments scott um anyway you're such a smart ass hey brandon are you cold would you like a sweater it's too bad scott can't give you a yeah, Scott gave him all away. <laughs> oh, I love you and hate we you. We totally at the same went from a real professional horror award show to us just making fun of really? Scott. Really? This was a blast. This was a blast. Right. Yeah. Actually, was it ever more professional award. though? Was it ever really that professional? No, it's true. We're not <laughs> and your listener appreciates everything you do for this our show. our one listener. Thank yeah. you, Mom. <laughs> no, no. For tuning in. Dozens. 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 In fact, I'm not even 48 listeners. Release the show. I think we're just recording this and Scott doesn't <laughs> not even release. Yeah, nope. We record it and then we watch it Scott and I, <laughs> over and over again. Honestly, yep, we should watch this next movie night. It'd be better than half the Shutter films. <laughs> well, and don't worry, I'm keeping this for my private collection when I'm oh, on. Or am I? Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch Psycho Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> 
but thank you so much, Brandon Tour. Oh, this us. was a blast. Thank you for having me. Seriously, I love uh, I love doing these types of shows, and I love recording with you guys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad and- that you joined us for this one because it like when when we're doing the, like this award show, it's like you know you are the one person we think of that we would want to have on because you oh, watch awesome. just as much shit, and we just have so much fun. <laughs> Not to offend all our other guests, we like having you on too, but Brandon's <laughs> special. Yeah, no, um, but we 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 watched a ton of films. Probably if you add up the different, we probably watched three hundred and fifty different films between the yeah. three of us oh absolutely and, it, and even though a man and brandon won't admit this we three of us are very close and i think that makes a very big difference when you're actually or, you know, hence why there's so many inside jokes and shit <laughs> that we're making against each other because this is stuff we would make off air that we're just making on air um for scott's yeah if i wasn't close with heather i probably wouldn't be sleeping with her mother <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and if Brandon true. and I weren't so close, we wouldn't be cuddle buddies. Yeah, we are definitely. I'm, I'm a little spoon. Ah, and I'm the big spoon. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> Sleeping with my mom. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. It doesn't get old. I just hope your mom's mom. not. I hope your mom isn't like one day. Oh, send me an episode. I want to hear what you guys talk <laughs> be like, about. Oh, I got one for you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the best of 2021 gentleman that talks about having sex with me you know i'm married to your father like- <laughs> i don't know why but that impression of your mother was spot on that is like oh you know well usually her mouth is full when you're talking oh to my her, god though, when you're around, right so is it though <laughs> well her daughter learned it from somewhere finish him <laughs> anyway victory no fall as fuck that's yeah. what it flawless, would be. Flawless fuckery. <laughs> Round three, fuck. <laughs> anyway. Friendship, friendship. Not um, <laughs> Brandon's. You have reached friendship zone. <laughs> Oops, babality. Brandon takes his sweater back that he gives to the girl. <laughs> the ending scene. Okay, so we're going to move on now. Oh my God. Um, because now we're getting too much into our personal joking that nobody's going to get. So that's um, makes it funnier. We joke about stuff that nobody has any idea. I, the best I, I guess. I hope so. So thank you again, everyone, for your support this year. We do really, true, truly do appreciate it. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Scotty yep. or Brandon, I guess you want to plug exploding heads. Do you really want to push the Patreon? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, You've heard Dave C on here. You've heard Christian. You've heard Brandon. We plan on having all three of them on. Oh, imagine how that one's going to go in the, no. in 2022. Oh, Lord. no. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, please, if you haven't become a, a Patreon for Exploding Heads, please do. It is worth your money. These three gentlemen are out of this world funny, great chemistry, easy to listen to. Uh-huh. And um even though Brandon is our fave, we love Dave and Christian. They, yeah, the three of them together are the three musketeers of horror, only better. So, 107 episodes now, and uh, we do yeah. three shows a month. We're off. We have one more episode, then we're off till March. But uh, you know, we should be hitting 200 this this coming year. Nice. And they're great. They're really great. And and be whatever level Patreon you can be because they got lots of different levels. You should see what you get at the 200. Oh level. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going. I'm getting a date with Brandon and I get to meet Junior. Oh man, that's like what do you get? Junior permission? Junior's Nothing. Dave. Junior's Dave. With me, it's the Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Scotty, on that note, why don't you see us out? All right. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you, Brandon, for joining us because we love you, buddy, and glad you love could you be guys. us. Um 
I do want to bring up that our next two episodes are going to be a two-parter because we are. Uh, oh no! Hitting... Don't tell Brandon; he doesn't know he's going to want to join us now. <laughs> look at him! Look at his eyes; they just oh, lit up. It'll okay. probably it'll probably drive him insane. Which but, part uh, do I get? You get the front end. Yeah, my favorite end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yep, we're doing a two-parter because our fiftieth episode will be coming up very shortly. And so what we are going to do is Heather and I are going to be uh, listing off our top 50 favorite horror films of all time. So we're going to do 50 through uh, 26 for the first part of the episode. And then the next episode will be 25 to number one. I don't know where we got the idea from. Not exploding heads, top 50 slashers. Definitely not exploding heads, top 50 slashers. (laughs) This list is going to drive me freaking insane, but it's going to be so much fun to do this. This is my favorite list since Schindler's List. (laughs) And he can say that because he's Jewish. It's okay, everybody. He's Jewish. You know, it turns out Schindler's List was actually a grocery list. (laughs) Anyway, Scott... (laughs) Not not I, all jokes can be winners. I, I don't know. I, I prefer the I prefer the sequel. Look, we just fist. lost our three listeners. Did Thanks you say alive. Schindler's cyst? No, fist. Schindler Schindler's oh, fist. I fist. thought you said Schindler's cyst. That's disgusting. <laughs> Schindler's fist is fist? somehow oh, that's less, much much better. Much <laughs> fisting is much more appropriate than sissing. Oh my god, oh. Schindler's fist. <laughs> but on that note, everybody, once again, thank you all for listening. This has been a lot of fun, um, and we uh, can't wait to uh, have you join us all for 2022. So uh, until next time, everybody, have a great one and unpleasant dreams. See ya. Brandon, say bye. Oh, sorry. I thought I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>